0: coming popular lar and-
1: Surfing an 18, and today we're taking another trip down under because we've got my favorite Australians, and they're back for a double episode, which will be awesome. <laughs> Don't let them introduce themselves, probably the last <laughs> time because I keep calling them the Australians. But anyway. <laughs>
2: Um, hi, I'm Mel47 Mel forty seven on Tumblr um, and I'm full of hot cross buns and I'm ready to do this. <laughs> hi, I'm Izzy and I'm the dog Mark on
0: Tumblr and I am not full of hot cross buns, but I'm ready to be full of chocolate.
2: <laughs> so on that, it's currently Good con- Friday. Yeah, for context, it's are. Good Friday. It's Good Friday. <laughs> As we said, fun fact, Good Friday last year was when we recorded the Frenemies podcast. So it's been 12 months since the podcast first went completely down Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Mr. Carr, thank you. Um, Yeah, I'm so glad to have you guys back. And I'm so glad that you guys have bonded because I love having you guys at the same time. And it's not because of your awesome accents, even though your accents are awesome. Um,
2: (laughs) Because we're easy to schedule. We're because you're easy time. to schedule. <laughs> <laughs> we're all
0: in the
1: same time zone. And it's great. I love how it's snarky is like, wait, we I can't remember. Is it like if we do it at eight o'clock your time, is it six in the morning over there? I'm like, no, go forward, go forward. <laughs>
2: Isn't she? She emailed that. She's like, yeah. It's ten AM. Uh, it's ten p. It's eight PM. Blah blah. That's six AM your time. I'm like, no, I didn't put in a six AM. <laughs> no, <healthcare." I'm> like, <laughs>
1: like, I don't think that would be six AM anyway. All right, so we are doing two episodes, and just because, you know, we like doing these double episodes, um, and sometimes Kurt and Blaine are just not in something very often. Uh, it's been a long time. Well, technically, just because of technical issues, we had to do the Hurt Locker one and two together, but that would have been separate. But I haven't done a double episode since somewhere in season four, so,
0: yeah. I, mean, I was on a double episode of like, Lights Out and oh sweet dreams yeah that one yeah yeah we, that, again there was more on that to talk about than we originally thought there would be yeah I we i always i kind of love getting
1: into some of these um ones that don't have a lot of curtain playing on it sometimes because there's we pick out like some really crazy fun things to talk about so it's always entertaining whether there's a lot of clean or not no clean mm. so all right, so uh, yeah, let's talk about six real quick. Um, it's what the world needs now. This is our last tribute episode ever, guys. Hello. Um,
2: and according according to the Glee Wiki, it's the lowest watched episode. Oh really?
1: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know if I feel that bad about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I. There is some really sweet Brittany and Santana moments in you know, this it's episode. it's not a bad episode. It's no, really it's not. not. It's just not a lot of stuff I just, care about. Just Yeah, it's just that Blaine appeared as an angel on a swing, and I was like, oh, my God, there he is. And then <laughs> that was, like, it. <laughs> you you, you <laughs> really had to play the piano as well. You had to play yeah, the piano play, as that's well. That's true. Like, and, then Kurt, Kurt, and, I remember, and I could see it in the very side of the frame. Kurt's, like, sitting on a bench, just with like he's object. No, that's you know, actually like, Kurt's actually at the piano No, he moves. I swear oh. he moved! <laughs>
1: <laughs> when I was doing the meta for this one for Kurt, though, was <laughs> trying to find him during that it's song just... was like, he's not there. Like, he's, he's just not in it very much. And then, <laughs> poof, he pops up at the piano. Um, but, so yeah, the long and the short of this episode, it's the Birkbach rack. Um, I'm not sure why Ryan Murphy really needed to get a Birkbach <laughs> episode in here um, this song or sorry this episode is like 90% music yeah it's fine um, there's only two plot lines um, l- you know let's give Brittany and Santana a moment and this is kind of their big episode um, and mm-hmm. we meet Brittany's parents and we do a lot of <laughs> wedding planning
2: <laughs> Actually, I do, like really hilarious
1: yeah <laughs> I do love when when Artie it, he, she asks Artie to be his wedding planner and which we really don't get to see him do much of and she completely has forgotten that they dated yeah. I,
2: think I like I how I she says if I dated a guy yeah. with a laugh.
0: <laughs> I remember I I like how she says something like you really haven't had anything much to do this year and I yes. think he's just like, yeah that's that about right
1: <laughs> this episode um, has it,
0: got a lot of meta moments in it. Like it re- well, yeah, all of
1: season six. Oh my god, um, and yeah, there's the last fondue two for two, which is fondue <laughs> for two in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, how do you guys feel about, on a more serious note, how do you guys feel about the abuela situation where we have Santana's grandmother who previously disowned her, and in this, it's clearly she's not, she's still not happy, and Brittany tries to go fix it, and, um at least at the end of this particular episode of things I, I love Brittany's
0: speech at the end or maybe it's Stephen's yeah. speech
1: at the end but I think it's Brittany's No, it's where Britney. Person,
0: Yeah, where Brittany basically says something I mean, I watched it I should have written it down I'm not going to lie it didn't
2: make many notes for this particular <laughs> episode It's um, about how the change in, in gay marriage yeah. is yeah. generation like the generational change and it's mm-hmm. it's not to do with it's not something else it's to do with uptight bitches like you dying Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's it Yeah <laughs> the premise of that speech um and I, I i like that like it's it's a it's a kind of a powerful moment for Brittany there what she's saying she like you've lost and and you know that's a message that perhaps needs to you know that needs to go out to all of those people still out there for whatever reason and are against same-sex marriage um it's you have yeah. need to just, just move past it now because in, when the world's moving forward, you have to either, like, go with it or just accept the fact that you're wrong. <laughs> yep, exactly. And
1: <laughs> well, you're going to die and the world's going to move yeah. on just fine with that. Yeah. World. And I, you I got, know here's
0: – oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead and talk. I was just I was going to say I got the feeling that this is something that Brittany probably should have done in season three. And there was this whole <laughs> yeah. thing about how she didn't – like, there are whole stretches of episodes in season three where – like, she didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like it would have perhaps been a bit more powerful there. But I'm glad that it finally – like, she finally got to – you know, yeah. Say what she needed it's to say.
1: one of the rare times where Brittany doesn't come off as like infantile or just no. you know mm-hmm. so stupid that she can't function. It's nice to have give her a moment where she's acting <laughs> like a mature human being.
2: <laughs> it's a really, it's a really great episode for Heather. Like she's, yeah, she does- she's really good in
0: this. Yeah, really great in this
2: episode. She looks really um, good too. <laughs> yeah.
1: I I, <laughs> I kind of wish I understand why they go the way they do in the wedding episode because it's glee and they like to do the happy ever after but I kind of like this episode ending with it's not resolved with with yeah. Santana's yeah. abuela and that I agree. you know you're not going to f- change everybody's mind I mean that speech really resonates because it's like okay I'm not going to change you. F you. I'm going to live my life anyway, and yeah. I, I feel like it cheapens it a little bit by just yeah. making it into a happy ending in the wedding episode. But
0: like yeah. I said, I understand why they did it.
1: Yeah. So, so yeah, that's Brittany and Santana.
0: Um, yeah. Also, also, can I just say one of my favorite moments in this episode? It's right at the very end when they're like they they have a moment in the in the hallway and they say something like now let's go to the um go to the oratorium and act surprise when everyone starts singing at us and they like <laughs> they both go like oh and it's it's really funny like honestly when you say I think you've said before Pam that you feel like Brittany and Santana do have one of the more like cohesive plots in this season in the and season, I'm honest, yeah. yeah and I'm honestly inclined to agree like. They they go through, they have maybe one episode where they feature heavily and there's like there's really well, no drama. There's no drama between the yeah. two of them. No. Well, there
1: is a little bit in this one. Um but it's mostly external drama. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's uh, they have a three-episode arc. Um, it is uh Jagged Little Tapestry, Tapestry, I always say it wrong. Um, this one and then the, wedding, the wedding episode. And it's yeah. just a nice little yeah. three arc you know, done, you know, what are they going to do the rest of their lives? Who knows? But um, (laughs) they're going to be happy together. And that's
2: go. Um, I mean, I still don't buy them as the, like, loves of each other's life, but no, it's no. nice. And for but their I, fans. I think it's sweet. For their fans, it's nice. But can I ask, at the sort of when at the end when they're like, oh, there's a problem because now Grandma's not at the table, we need somebody to fill it. And, like, everybody's, like, saying, can we fill it? Does that mean, like, were they not invited to the wedding? Yeah, <laughs> <at> that <point? laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I thought it was more just, of a. Or were they just talking about the seat and then Rachel asks to be part of the wedding party and the whole thing confused me. <laughs>
1: I always just thought it was more of a metaphor because they're going to talk about family and, and it's more of a like, you know, we still have this quote unquote, you know, metaphysical space open. Let us fill it with us being your family. So that's what I took it as. Um, Yeah. Obviously, we're going to see the wedding and it's, I mean, like,
2: it's (laughs) all of them. Whatever.
1: (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Um, it is a little weird that like i guess i'll save that stuff for the wedding stuff like their <laughs> wedding party is just weird anyway but um uh yeah it's i do like the little family speeches too i like what yeah. Kurt and blaine have to say yeah. um you uh, can read blaine a lot is,
0: into what blaine says yeah <laughs>
1: you can see the pain in somebody's eyes even if uh um yeah uh, Kurtz is i can't remember what Kurtz is um something about um it's somewhere to go if you have nowhere else to go or something like that.
2: But I always just get stuck on Sam's. family's like fudge. Sam's <laughs> <Family's> like fudge.
0: <laughs> Can I just say I haven't rewatched season six in a while? Sam looks so good at this whole season. Like Court over Street, nice. And then yeah. I forgot like watching the newbies. Maybe it's just I, I feel like I got like hot white guy syndrome right now but i really think spencer's really cute and there's a moment right at the end where he offers them where where he like takes them to britney and santana to their seat and it's just really sweet and um i forgot how like good the comedic timing of the newbies are laura dreyfus in particular is hilarious like i just forget these things I haven't rewatched it in a while. <laughs> I'm kind of going through
1: because I, I print out the wiki now so that I have the thing. It's like, it says, uh, Brittany lists off three themes that remind her of Santana. Scissors, sweet Lady Kisses, and Tuna. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Why? T- I don't
0: even want to know. Um, and she so, says Kevin, like, when, as an excuse to shoehorn in that song. I know. Really cute, by like the way, the- though do
1: anything with it, but yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about, I'm going to save the end for the end of this. Um, but, um, let's talk about, um, Oh God. Uh, there's a couple of things with the Rachel storyline That I want to mention one I Love I know I Understand that this is it kind of comes out of the Fact that Finn passed away and Corey passed And we don't have that but I love that They are setting up Rachel's end game As if it was a romantic end game with New York City cracks me okay. up she gets this whole Montage of New York And that's like it starts Really more in this episode but it's everybody Like at the point of is getting her Back into New York because that's where she's supposed To be um, and And, yeah, just her getting a music video of her in New York, like her (laughs) playing a music video for them, it just cracks me up. Um, Let's let's take a moment. I want to talk about this weird thing with, okay, so Sam and Rachel are kind of dancing around each other. And Mercedes is, it's great that Mercedes is straight up cool about it, but it's so
0: weird. It's very odd, especially given that – did they know at this point that they would have Jonathan Groff at the end of the season? Like, why bother going to all this effort to set up Sam and Rachel when you were just going to bring back Jesse? Because it was very clear that –
2: But but Mercedes – who is it? No. Did somebody say – Oh no, I think I was think I was thinking about and I was I'm thinking about the, the last podcast where you're like Sam is the guy that you date before you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, <not> like... <laughs> it's true though.
1: But in Mercedes, I think this is the episode where Sam and Mercedes haven't an, do have a conversation with each it's other true. about how yeah. it's okay. And she's even dating somebody. Yeah,
0: um, she's, dating and, she's seeing a few people actually.
1: And she seems yeah. to really
0: like one of them.
1: And Sam's a little jealous, but he's okay with it. Um, and I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm glad for the characters that they, they I'm glad that they addressed it, because it would have been super weird if they hadn't, but it is also a little weird that Mercedes is totally egging it, like, yeah, just go, date Sam, he's great, date him, <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> i feel like in nothing mercedes does in this episode feels like something a real person would do because she sort of just shows up and like as rachel's <laughs> personal like life coach i know but that's yeah. you know and
1: he, that's the other thing i wanted to mention is that she she is now the kurt role um yes. they've finally gotten kurt i mean since kurt's having all this stuff to do with blaine um he kind of gets to not have to deal with the emotional prop of being rachel's emotional prop which is nice as a kurt fan but as a mercedes fan i'm
2: like why is mercedes now stuck with this role <laughs> like why and is anybody sh- stuck well with they have to have an excuse to bring her back yeah i do fair.
0: like
2: i get i get you coming from but i do like to see these two when they're allowed to be friends yes yeah. so, um, I, I, I will agree. say that yes because yeah. you know because like I think they're really sweet together. And I actually think Rachel in this episode, in, in her scenes with Mercedes when she talks about her fear and, and everything like that, I think she's probably, like, the most um, sympathetic or relatable that she's mm-hmm. ever been through most yeah. of the series. Yeah. Like, she, she's actually vulnerable and she's actually, you know... Um, like watching that episode it's like oh you know I don't actually I'm not sitting there going I God, Rachel like you did right, this. I'm, right. not, I'm not responding in that way to her um because you know you see her as this this young person who's who knows that she screwed up and everything like that um I yeah I quite really like Rachel in this episode
1: I, you know and I like Rachel throughout this season I think that A lot of the diva-esque issues that I've had, mostly through season three and four, but a lot through season five as well, they kind of get rid of that. They kind of just take Mm -hmm. Rachel back to basic Rachel. I I don't want to say season one, because she's definitely a different character than she was in season one. But she isn't, I mean, yeah, I guess Mercedes is doing the emotional propping. But I think that she has a real... Honest story here that I can get behind I mean this is a, mm-hmm. a real Like her friends trying to help her figure out What she really wants to do and get back on Her feet and I, I it's a good It's a good story Um, So I can get behind It I and yeah there's Not a lot of curtain and Blaine in this particular episode But I I understand why it exists And I don't begrudge it existing kind of Like I do mm-hmm. the rise and falls To
0: Sylvester <laughs> Um mm-hmm. so also, I feel like her that she has a whole. Um, it feels like a bit of an anx- an anxiety attack about. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to label it as such if it's not, but it just definitely feels like she's having a real anxiety attack about, you know, not knowing what she wants to do and 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 knowing that she needs to make the next step, but wor- worrying right. about failing. And honestly mm-hmm. I, I related to her. I've never related to her more than in that moment because mm-hmm. I've I've been through that, like of not knowing what I want to do, but knowing I have to do something. But right. not not wanting to fail, so kind of just being stuck. Yeah, exactly. So um, and then and and I, I, I do I, while I, I dislike the fact that yeah, we brought Mercedes back just to kind of be Rachel's Rachel's emotional uh, support cut um I think that it's a really like I, I think it's really sweet, and when she like goes off to that audition, it made me feel really good, and I could tell so much that, that was fake New York City, and I was like, "What are you guys doing?" <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it's that it's kind not of not New York. <laughs> Um, you know, this
1: is a, it's a good Rachel solo too. And I don't usually like Rachel solos yes. as, oh, poor Mel can contest for having to do the end of season three <laughs> with me.
0: Um, <laughs> no, I really enjoy it. too. Just, <laughs> just as an aside, I, there are people on Twitter who think season three is the best season. And I'm like,
1: mm-hmm. Oh, you told <laughs> me about that.
0: I remember really yeah. reading sure. it. <laughs>
1: yeah well
0: you know you've got your
1: tbd girls to back um in
2: in the words of jed bartlett they can just sit there in their wrongness and be wrong (laughs) exactly (laughs) like no go sit there and be wrong
1: um no, I've actually come to the conclusion. I, I I like a lot of things about season six, and I think, yeah, well, there are some missteps. I mean, it's Glee. There's no mm-hmm. perfect anything. Um, season six is actually a really solid season and really I, good storytelling. And I, I I hope people give it a chance. I know people. We'll talk about way more about Blainovsky in a minute. Um, but um, it, yeah, give it a chance. It's it's actually pretty solid. I mean, all the uh, you know, it's not just carton blade stuff, but like Rachel's story is interesting. You know, the newbie stuff is interesting. The only thing that drags this this stuff down is Sue, for the most part. But um, and the vocal adrenaline stuff. Oh, oh my gosh, oh 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 <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, um, <laughs> just a couple <common laughs> more things about this episode, though. One, um, I am gonna say this is ep- uh, the only seat, the only episode in this season that Sue's not in, which oh, kind of blew know. my mind. I'm like, oh, interesting. I- yeah. Um, the other thing is, let's talk about uh, the one little minor claim thing we did get at the end. Um, we can't skip over this. Um, so, yeah, they they have mm-hmm. a little, like, what the world needs now is love. Ah, oh, isn't that special? And I look. 700th musical performance. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. And I do, like, they're all having fun at Wells Place, and it's all cute and sweet. And you know, and and Kurt goes to open the door, and there's oh, Blaine, and then he so just good. peeks his little head out, and is like, "Oh, oh, no, Krawski, okay." You <laughs> looked really and, and, good in that
0: sweater, yeah. turtleneck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know, they they give each other a hug, and for the first oh. time since you know, because the first couple hugs they've had have been so awkward, and then this one is just such sweet, familiar. You know, they're they're right on after the
0: elevator business. They're they're good. You know
1: they're heading the right direction. So yeah.
0: Also, um, I don't know if you guys remember that uh, the word. Wow, well, there was a countdown of numbers. Oh my god, I don't yeah. believe that. But anyway, that was that was me. That was me. By the way, I was just having fun with the show for a little while. I was like, oh look, there's oh. numbers, and then I noticed that I thought they were counting down to something, and we all thought I thought it was just for lols. And then somebody, yeah. oh my God, there's a. Yeah, sorry. What I mm-hmm. was saying was, I, I was the, I was noticing the numbers, and I thought they were counting. I honestly thought they were counting down to the wedding. I don't end up knowing what they were counting down to. And I don't we think only they really, were really doing anything. I think they were just being having, weird. Well, and, no, but and, then, but then I remember a tweet where one of the set designers or someone commented on how, like, if you guys, this is for the next episode, but if you guys didn't notice the big two behind Blaine. In- See, and
1: I think they were just going along with fandom because there was never uh,
0: anything in the wedding episode that was like, hey. it's Yeah, funny. I know. It's- I know. They, but then somebody said like there was meant to be one in the room where like on a ribbon or something. But anyway, oh. but the only reason I bring this up is because the, the there were numbers on Will's door. And I feel it felt odd that they went out of their way to like show the numbers on his door. Oh, anyway, were they three and four? They were. Two, he lives in apartment 203. Oh, see, no, and because, okay, uh, whatever. <laughs> totally even saying, I just thought, like, hey, guys, remember this thing? Yeah, that was my fault. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, now I know what it was. Because everybody was getting so open. I am like, you guys, it's probably just a coincidence. Like, calm down.
0: I was um, just like, let me have my fun. Don't ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just being a, an idiot. And then, you um, know, it got away from me.
1: It's okay. <laughs> it's the but last yeah. season. You might as well be crazy. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you mentioned the only claim room. Excuse me. There's a, another one where Brittany comes oh. into the fire and says something like, "Hey guys, I need your help." Who's sorry? To Kurt. Mercedes. Mercedes. It Mercedes? It's sorry. Mercedes. Oh, that's actually. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Um, yeah, he said something like, "What is it?" Um, I'm, I'm sorry if that's going to be awkward, and Kurt just me He's like, "Okay." Um, yeah. I, also, because it's a, the only moment in the
1: season that you reminded that Kurt's actually working on some kind of thesis for Yes. <laughs> and then yeah, because Mercedes right. is like, "I know you're working on your thesis or whatever," <laughs> it's the <laughs> throwaway line, but it's there, and I would have completely forgotten about it so yeah so yeah there's a there's little it's basically it was a hey we know you guys are wanting clean stuff and we're acknowledging it but it's not gonna happen in this <laughs> particular episode um but it you know every every episode from one to eight except for this one has something in it this is a little minor one anyway so it's not like it's it's not like it's season three it's not like it's season mm-hmm. four i think mean, come on i i but think I they did a pretty eat- good
0: we weren't just begging for scraps as such. We were actually getting things.
1: Yeah, this is the season. We got an actual story with actual focus and actual development. So I, I just can't complain that much. Yeah. But um, anything else about this particular episode that you'd like to?
0: I feel like no, I, I didn't. Mind. I didn't mind any of the songs, but none of them are like. They don't stick with me, but I didn't th- find any of them to be particularly Ooh,
1: bad. Or can I say not. an unpopular opinion, and I hope people don't yell at me for this? But I still, cannot yes. stand Elfie. Ugh. It's just not a good song for Naya Rivera. No. I don't,
0: sorry. I don't understand why she's singing. Uh, like, perhaps I'm too young. I don't understand the context of the song. But like, why is she singing about a guy named Elfie at a grandmother?
1: Like I, I, there, there maybe there is some context there with maybe the LGBT community. I don't know. I don't know the history of that song. So if anybody knows and wants to, like, we do have a bunch more podcasts that we can like, (laughs) like, update people on. But I honestly just don't know. Um, All the rest of them, I, I think are fine. Um, There is a lot of them, and I think it's just because they had such little plot.
0: Or it could be the other way around, but. Apparently it was written. It, not surprisingly, it was written for the film Alfie. Is that the one with Michael Caine? Yeah. Okay. So I don't still don't understand the relevance. Cool. Cool.
1: Cool. Oh, that, yeah. I just think she's done better solos. So yeah. Um, speaking of solos, I am going to throw this out here again because I know so many people, and and I get it. It would have been nice to see or hear. Uh, both chris and darren have a final song on the show and that didn't happen um with all the accounts that i've ever stumbled across chris and darren both declined to have one they didn't want to sing that much in the final season so that is why they don't have it on top of it there is and people aren't going to like this when I say this, but there is a, 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 you know, truthness to the fact that they're, they've only got duets with each other now. And it, it has to tie in with the fact that, you know, they are a couple and they are going to be together at the end of the story and their story is about coming together the final time. So it makes sense musically that they're, um, you know, music is going to be sung together, but that's just my two cents and, you know mostly it's production they Dare, didn't want to (laughs) so
0: and also not to again jump ahead um that we will talk about it in in regards to the transitioning episode there's a moment in transitioning where dave says something like you need to say it and not sing it Mm -hmm. and i and i came to feel like that was sort of an encapsulation of what was going on like they they weren't singing solos to or at each other anymore and, and maybe we didn't see enough of them talking to one another either. But I kind of got the sense that it was more of a symbolic, like, we're moving beyond that. And especially later on in the, the season where you have that moment of Sue and Will, like, <laughs> performing at one another and everyone's just looking at them like, what the hell are they doing? Mm-hmm. It sort of felt mm-hmm. like right. th- these kids don't need to sing their feelings anymore. Because they'll I, end up no, looking I- like it- that.
1: Oh, yeah. A lot of this stuff about season six uh, is about, you know, these kids kind of becoming adults and growing up and moving on. And I think part of that is reflected in this whole idea that the music, you know, was a way for these teachers to express themselves. But now that they have grown up, they can, you know, leave this fantasy, musical, magical world and go yeah. into the real world and be real people. Yeah. At least that's how I'm interpreting it.
2: Yes.
0: Whereas Sue and Will are going to go back and stay in
1: the yeah. 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 yeah, and stay that's that. And,
0: it, and it's sort of interesting to me that the last song the can do inducing together is ostensibly like a moment where they're performing for someone. This is, a, it's an, it's not a, di- wait, yes, yeah, I think it's not, it's not, a, I can't remember whether it's diegetic or non-diegetic, but it's not like it's happening in a fantasy. They're actually performing for somebody, like it's happening within the story right. of the episode, as opposed to like. That's diegetic. Yeah, thank you. So I couldn't remember if it's or non diegetic but so um it was one of them. I should know Whereas, how many times taught film in English, I should know that. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas like obviously like that whole will sue number was a diegetic number, but also not a non diegetic number. Like it was very odd. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of Well, they again, were doing lot, it on purpose, yeah. Like And again, like the in the next episode as we'll come to see. Again, this the duet that they sing together is a performance like they're not mm-hmm. singing it out of the outside of the, the narrative of the story yeah at I, last do what they I'm sing distinct. is the, it's too late and yeah there's
1: fantasy elements to that but that is also uh, they're still
0: in the, they're still in the middle of their like and they still haven't yeah, figured it out
1: exactly okay. exactly so um so yeah that's kind of wraps up episode six um, I do think it is a little underrated. It's not the greatest episode ever, but it is fun. There are some yeah. great moments. I think mm-hmm. it is worth watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. You know, so all right. So let's get into transitioning. And oh. I can. T- the thing I want to say about this, off the right off the bat, is you can tell that the writers sat down. They wrote on a bo- giant whiteboard one thirteen seven, and because um, this is the middle of the season and everything. Kind of decides to go in a. I hate saying this all the time. Goes in a new direction, and <laughs> <laughs> somebody once pointed it out that I say it all the time, and I'm like, oh,
0: I'm not trying to do it.
1: Um, but yeah, there's a lot of pivotal moments in this, and and we kind of go through this a little bit by um, plot line by plot line. But um, the point is, this is everything is going to be set up for the finale from here on out, and these stories are going to be wrapped up and. Everybody is basically kind of moving to the places where they're supposed to be. Um, yeah. Because I think one of the things about this season is that it is a big transition period where, you know, at the beginning, everybody's at their lowest. And now it's they're going to end the series on a high note. And this is kind of like the middle part of that where everybody and like on the chess board or whatever gets to be where they're supposed to be. So. Um, the first thing I want to talk about. Let's talk about
0: Will, just to get this out of the way. I forgot <laughs> that he rapped, and I literally wrote wrote down in my notes, "fucking Will rap." I forgot that he rapped. My face was all of those Vocal <laughs> Adrenaline kids' faces. The only saving grace of his rapping was the fact that Unique steps in like halfway, like at the beginning, and looks amazing.
2: Yeah, Will. No, no, don't rap, please. Oh, well, the girl from Vocal Adrenaline's like, shut up, stop yeah. rapping. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, it's I think it brings this otherwise really good episode down
2: yeah. Because mm-hmm.
1: I, I I get it. I get the point is that You know, there's all this story about will and how he's selling out and how the vocal Adrenaline kids don't respect him and how They're just a bunch of assholes anyway And they don't really care about the music and really all of this is set up so that he can come back to mckinley but the amount of screen time this gets—it's
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. most of the episode—and it's irritating. but as I said, like um, once again, Emma proves that she's like <sighs> just the, the smartest, best person on the show when she gives him like that speech when he's talking about, all oh, this extra stuff makes me feel like a man," and she's like, "I forgot text."
0: No, no. <laughs> But but that's that's what no, it, it's true. It, it is nice to see real Emma as opposed to fake Emma that oh, we only oh see the back of in the last episode, whose hair is yeah. too why long. Did,
2: why do they even bother with that? Like it's like God, it's <laughs> clearly not her. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh my god. But yeah, it's yeah, it's the whole vocal adrenaline stuff is just like hey, That guy's a really bad actor. The, the, what the, accent is, is he trying to do? Like, <laughs> and it's like, I don't know.
1: I don't know. <laughs> and they're
2: so like. I'm just like just the whole their whole like mentality winning at any cost and blah 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 and it's like not even Jesse St James was that peak when he was like leading it and things like that and it's just a little bit too much and and it's just awkward watching Will think like dude you're not like gonna make any difference here like
0: um they're also clearly not high school students like I know this show is full of people that are clearly not high school students but like vocal adrenaline they're Um, all clearly in
2: their like late 20s (laughs) and then um, sorry the fact that he goes back to to um and wouldn't have car if carmel's like all this intense and they've got the boosters and they've got all this money behind their club and everything like that wouldn't will have had to have signed some kind of non-compete contract to it would prevent him from going straight back to another glee club Probably.
1: probably. (laughs) I mean, come on, guys. Every time you try to make logic out of Glee, what am I going to tell you? (laughs) Well,
2: I have no, what I noticed, and I've never picked this up before watching this episode, but when I watch them for podcasts, I watch them with subtitles so I can sort of get all the quotes Mm -hmm. and everything like that. The last thing Will says in the episode is about getting to know the new kids because one day they may be the best friends you've ever had. Yes. Oh my my God. No. And I love that
1: Kurt and Rachel are like, no, we we don't do that. We're not involved. <laughs> and you guys, it, just for anybody who's going to be a music educator or any kind of educator, Rachel and Kurt, right in the situation, will wrong.
2: Um, so that being said, Rachel and Kurt have just been at a party with their students, and Rachel snuck off with yeah, their boyfriend. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: And 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 there may or may not have been alcohol involved because Sam yeah, spiked it. So. Um, I so as an educator, I'm just like no 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 no, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> guys
0: don't do it <laughs>
1: just please don't um yeah I noticed that too I like uh, like uh, we'll talk about the party in a minute um okay. so yeah uh there's uh, the Will stuff I, you know it does at least at least Will okay there's like a, it's a double edged sword on the one hand I think the vocal adrenaline stuff did bring down the first half of the season on the other hand Will is gonna take center stage after this and. Like Rachel and, and And more so Kurt are going to just be in the Background and I do kind of miss them being Teachers I think they are delightful as teachers The the comedy That Leah Michelle and Chris Culver have Is very apparent and You know the whole season first half of the Season them trying to be <laughs> teachers To these kids is actually quite comical Every time they try it um, So we, we're going to lose that A little bit um, going Forward you, after this episode
2: Did you say their weekly lessons the planned yes on the <laughs> britney point britney three <laughs> three pointer um, yep okay, murder, um, ballads. Murder, murder ballads murder ballads <laughs> bjork
1: and biggie versus
2: tupac <laughs> who,
1: also um they i love the moment i think it gets into this episode where rachel at first is like before they could do the like wheel of whatever um she's like we're gonna do people of ohio and yeah. Then she's like yeah it's marilyn manson and then Kurt's like would, no we're doing something else
2: <laughs> i would have loved to have seen the club do marilyn manson that would have been amazing. It's
1: a running joke because it's like Kitty does this like three times. I think it's once yes. in season four and once in season five where she jokes about wanting to do Marilyn pants, and they never did. <laughs> but Correct. she didn't get a reaction. Yeah. She didn't get a reaction to this
2: one in that episode. It's like, no. Kitty, uh, she should be celebrating. celebrating.
0: But much, you know like, much like Cords wants to do country views in the
1: episode. Yeah. It. <laughs> it doesn't sell on oh. iTunes. We're not doing it. <laughs> um how so can you imagine somebody? I mean, who in the world would pull off Marilyn Manson?
2: Oh my god! Steven Durrans, ah, man, Thanks for giving it a crack.
0: I would have, I would have liked to see Chris Cole for try. Please. I would have paid <laughs> lots of money for that.
2: <laughs> see them all, just all of them, said so we can have a new, and we'll have a, a new episode that is instead of alcohol, it's it's actual drugs, and they could sing don't <laughs> 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 like, you know, the whole blame it on the alcohol s, but we don't oh. show. Oh no You know how
1: upset people would be because of the stuff with Corey. Oh my God! Oh yeah, anyway. oh, I didn't even
0: think <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs>
1: uh, about that. Sorry, bringing that back. I did not. Oh dear.
2: Oops. Sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, didn't mean that. <laughs> I know it's okay. I'm sorry to brought it up. <laughs> i would forgotten about that. To be
0: honest, wow. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's why I think that's one. Re- well, one of the many reasons They never went that
2: well, okay. way Okay. Well,
1: now do Marilyn Manson sweet version sweet. <sighs> So, um, 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 oh, shoot, what was I going to say? Oh, one thing, one quick thing about Kitty, she has a lot of great background moments. And I I think, um, you know, Becca Tobin with her limited screen time, she even, she has a cute moment with Artie where she's basically forgiven him and like Mm they get like in the last episode and it's, it's really, it's nice. Like you get a little Kitty arc throughout the season, um, even though it's not really much of one, but she does a lot of the she's season three kitty now. Like she gets to be the background player who has to make deal with all the little bits. So anyway. Um let's talk about okay, this is Sam ah, and I feel Rachel like this, before we
0: get to Oh, you wanna do Sam then? and Rachel before we well, get we should yeah, we I mean, East. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: That's the whole point of the episode. That's right. Yeah, I was gonna go there first. Yeah. And okay, sure. yeah. and Okay. All cool right. Dude. So let's talk about Beast. Um, I I don't know where to start with this. I I don't feel like it's my place to really comment of oh, things that I I think are pre. Oh, I will say things that I liked and appreciated. Unique coming back. Unique coming mm-hmm. back and having a moment with Coach Beast where they both get to have a conversation about being trans, um, and then. You know, of course, the gorgeous choir at the end, I think, is moving and touching. And to have all of those trans people in on the stage and being highlighted is amazing. And that, I think, is really powerful and, you know, yeah. is well done.
2: So. But if, like, for, for an episode that was supposed to be about him and his transition, yeah. he was used as a prop in Will's story. Yeah. 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 And it's sort of like you know, like that's that was the purpose of that, and it kind of doesn't feel all that right. Yeah.
0: And and um. I mean, this has been said many many times, and I think even Dot Marie Jones said something along these lines, was that I enjoyed Coach Beast as a character in in the uh, like the earlier seasons as a as a woman who didn't fit the regular mold of, like, femininity, but still embraced her femaleness anyway. And it mm-hmm. sort of felt like to now bring that character back. And, I I mean, it, it's amazing that the show wanted to do this kind of a story, but it felt odd that it was Coach Beast that they chose.
1: I think that they just felt like they didn't have another character to do this with. Um, none of the other main cast members would feel... Right yeah. for the story and then you have unique who's a great character in her own right um It is um You know she had already gone Yeah, through. I mean, you know this is so so yeah, I, and I know That's why i'm like I don't feel like it's my place if You know there is a trans person who's watching and it means a lot to them You know then that's good i'm glad the show has done it if you know there are people who Were like Beast before He transitioned you know and Wanted that female character I understand They're being upset as well So I'm like being In neither of those Camps it's not for me to say You know all I can say Is that they're here are the highlights of things that I Think they did well and dot Marie Jones's acting across the board was Fantastic
2: so Mm -hmm. She's she's flawless in everything that She does Mm -hmm. everything that I threw That they threw at beast yeah. Um, well,
1: and, and agreeing with you, Mel too. Though I, I wish that, that his story was not compromised by having. will have to tell, teach a lesson to these vocal adrenaline idiots. I mean, uh, yeah, we could have done without. I get that the egging was a throwback, and I get that they needed to get Will back to McKinley, but they didn't necessarily need to, you know, push these also- things together.
0: Also, I mean, we were not supposed to like vocal adrenaline at all, but I feel like we're not focusing on them as a group. Well, it, f- it feels it feels weird to focus on creating dislike for them as it is, like way to make them completely irredeemable.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: like, yeah, I don't understand the point.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's they're it's not
0: like the those focus. Like those they are the be. antagonists.
2: Yeah, they could yeah. have sat separately. The the Beast and Unique story, you know, Unique and, and Beast supporting each other and, you know, that conversation that they have together is amazing with, like, Beast, like, you know, I feel the most normal that I ever have but nobody's treating me normally and, you know, that struggle and, mm-hmm. and then bringing in the choir as a support and everything like that, that could have sat totally separate to Will realising these are not the kids I should be teaching.
0: Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not the world
2: I belong in. This is not, you know, this is not, I don't feel normal here. Um, They could have sat parallel with each other, um, um, mirroring off each other without it having to be one a prop in the other one's storyline and it still could mm-hmm. have been a Right.
1: Yep.
0: I think uh, that so. was probably a better story because it, it just occurred to me as you were saying it where Will didn't feel like he belonged to, Uh, Carmel in the same way that Beast didn't feel like he belonged in his body and for them to maybe have a conversation about that but I don't know whether that still makes Beast feel like a proper Will story but there's a parallel there that could have happened without Mm -hmm. using Beast to make Will leave like you know yeah yeah it's just I mean like was it? Gosh,
1: was it this episode or the previous episode we were talking about? There's still another speech. Well, Will is still like, I need to be a man, and he is the. Yes. It's kind of funny where <laughs> <laughs> this is the last remnants of that like be a man shit that this masculine whatever mm-hmm. crap that Glee does. And it's yeah. so – the show has gone so far past that and so far into this other – like, all these other storylines and all of these other things that to bring that relic back from the early couple <clears> of <throat> seasons feels these so three. out of place.
2: Yeah. Because um, Sue, Sue says it to Beast, you're a man now and real men don't real cry. Real men don't cry, yep. Um, <laughs> so I think – I don't know whether, like, that's just me, Sue. Um, but, yeah, Will gives his halt when he's talking to Emma about how um, – you know he hates his like he he doesn't like his job, um. Mm-hmm. But he loves all the stuff because it all it makes him feel like a man.
1: Yeah. And Emma doesn't she say something like like he was I think you said this earlier. She's like you know I don't need you to protect me or save
2: me or take care
1: of me. I can do that fine.
2: You know. Like, yeah, it's like,
1: <sighs> yeah. Shut
2: up. And well. she's talking and then she <laughs> sort of brings in the kid like you know what do you want him to see you as? Because yeah. He'll pick up on it and and it's about you know he'll pick up on what you see is important and all those sorts of things.
0: Yeah. The thing is, is that's, that I feel like, I'm oh, sorry, go for it. No,
2: no, 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 go ahead.
0: I was going to say, I feel like if they've already had, will ha- come to this realization, you literally did this in like the first episode of the show. You know what It is. It's the, it's I, what I call the Zach Morris syndrome. Now for anybody that's
1: not familiar, um, say by the bell was this, you know, show, in the early <laughs> 90s, and it's a really bad show, but it's delightful if you grew up at that time period. But anyway, the main character, Zach Morris, um, gets himself into trouble every episode. Um and sometimes it's really pretty bad and illegal stuff but whatever he gets yeah i've never trouble. watched
2: it but i've watched zach morris's trash videos on youtube yeah so <laughs> here's the thing he gets himself
1: in trouble and at the end of the episode that he learns his lesson and by the next episode he's already forgotten everything that he's learned and he has to learn mm-hmm. it all over again so every time this kind of stuff comes up and it's really something that happens more so in sitcoms than it does not like in dramas because dramas are allowed to be serialized but um it's a it's a narrative tool because they, you know, don't want it. They want to keep the status quo the same and not change anything. Um, where you don't learn, the character doesn't learn anything and they are stuck. And Will is one of the biggest proponents. He, if he moves forward with learning and being a better person and whatever, that means his story is over. And so um, he is one of the... You know, the the worst examples of the Zach Morris syndrome where he's just stumped it as a person through most of the series, because if he grew up and grew out of this idiocy that he was in season one and two, then he wouldn't have a story anymore. And um, (laughs) we can't
0: have no will because everybody (laughs) loves will. (laughs) Oh, oh, my gosh,
1: Will i mean, like yeah. Kurt at the very end. I can't
2: yeah.
0: call you Will. Yeah. <laughs> His delivery of that line is so good. It's like,
2: I can't
1: call like, oh, you Will. <laughs> Kurt's in line of I can't
2: call you Will. <laughs> well, oh my God. No, I can attest to that. I was okay, teaching kids, sorry, with teachers that had taught me at school. In fact, the principal mm-hmm. of the school was an old teacher of mine. I could not call him by, it took me about six months. To call him by his first name, like I would just avoid it. If I needed to speak to him, I'd like just try and catch his eye, and then I'd go and talk to him. And then I still remember the day where it was like I needed to speak to him about something, and he had his back to me, and I, and I called out his name, and he turned around, and I'm just like, oh my god, that was so weird. And I said that because <laughs> it was so weird to call this person that I would called Mister Whatever for years in my life, and then to all of a sudden, no, I totally am with with Kurt on that one. It's not, it. not weird.
1: Well, and I think it's just because my parents were teachers, so, like, they are, like, they could come home and be like, oh, yeah, Pat said this the other day. I'm like, oh, Mrs. Russell, my English teacher, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, you know, and, you know I, I was just used to them saying the names as if they were real yeah. people, so I guess it was it's not, um, yeah, so… Let's move on to Rachel and Sam. Um, <laughs> the first thing I wanted to comment about this is that when they get into it, and Mercedes was like, we just spent all of last week. Yeah. I spent <laughs> all of last week with her doing this. She needs another, you know, week. But um, um, also shout out to one of the funniest things the show ever did, maybe just in my opinion. when dream. Yeah. Rachel,
2: uh, dream. <laughs> and
1: then the sabotage? The sabotage.
0: Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, actually, yeah, no. I'm can in. I can I just say that one of the best line deliveries is, is from Laura Dreyfus, where she's like, "This the this lesson isn't for us," and she just <laughs> this little like head to, it, and I'm just like, "Yes, <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> pull them out." It is not. Oh my god! I, but I just love when it's like the sabotage, and you know, like oh my
0: god. Yeah, it's okay, just the funny. ring, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, but and I love, people, like, and
2: like, this is. Oh. God. This is Peak Rachel, and it's hilarious. like it's like I had this dream, and I was back on Broadway, and there was all this pudding. And <laughs> <laughs> her, her this
0: face, she has when she has her hands in her face, honestly, I'm like, she's yes. so cute.
2: Like, what oh you- my
0: god,
1: Yes.
2: Like, you guys were talking about. Oh, it hold on, on. on the
1: the stupid truck <laughs> with his motor issues, apparently.
2: Um, Sorry, we were okay. So, about it on the last podcast, we spoke about it on the what if one. She's like, when Rachel's allowed to be funny, it's, yes. like, oh, it's hilarious. She's yes. just, she cracks me up. Yeah, I mean, she puts her coffee in the bin.
0: Bish, isn't there like a sink somewhere? <laughs> why I, don't put your coffee in the bin.
1: Oh, um, I, Leah Michelle, I, I, you know, I'm iffy about her on some things, but. Comedy, she can do, and why the show never let her. I mean, she, she got to do a lot of it in season one, and yeah. why they started making her do all of this like dramatic stuff when she's actually really funny. I don- will never understand because, I, yeah. yeah, anyway. So, um, so yeah, we get, um, you know, they decide to, that they're gonna help Rachel out and. Um before we get into any of the current stuff let's talk about like this now uh, let me ask you guys this They're at rachel's party And yeah, this truck has got to get going. Come on, buddy. I don't know what you're doing over at the bank, but leave um Maybe it's a robbery. No, i'm kidding. Um (laughs) Sorry, okay So the the stuff between rachel and sam and it really escalates at the party and they get their own song and I mean like is it just me or
2: is it kind of insinuating they went upstairs and had sex yeah, like. yeah, they, they did. <laughs> well yeah see that and that's what made like i'm just like Ugh. they're at a party with the students like both of them <laughs> are supposedly educated because apparently in the last episode sam had to teach a health class i don't know why he's like um <laughs> <laughs> um i i don't i don't know i ho- i really hope not <laughs> I really hope. Yeah, I really hope that, that they didn't make that choice. Um, because even sneaking off, even if it like does look bad,
1: it like, does.
2: <laughs> It's just like you—you you are the adults in charge. Um, You have a duty of care here. I'm just, yeah. like, like, <laughs> I just like—I think them. the show
0: I'm just sure. forgot that they were high school
1: students for yeah, you know, yeah, ten minutes.
0: 100%. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I forget I mean, like, that they're high school students all the time because as soon as I've said this many times, as the soon as they were out of that choir room, I'm like, they're 25 now. Yeah, <laughs>
2: they're, they're not 18. Times that huh. I know, like when I was at high school, the tea, like when we had like the production after party, the teachers would show up for a little bit and then mm-hmm. go. But in this day and age, like it's changed, like, there's no way I would go to the, no. car- the parties. And well, and, and a, I'm exhausted, yeah. I'm going home to bed after the last With, show,
1: but, and we would yeah. have it a rap party. Um, that was official and school oriented and like at at a teacher's house and it was like very, you know, parents were there. So it's not like it was like this, but I think especially today, well, as it should be. But it's at,
2: well, to start is at the teacher's house, which is kind of not okay. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's not There's her house el- anymore. They sold it. Why <laughs> yeah.
2: is it such a big Why is that such a big deal for her? She's already moved out of it. Yeah, I know.
0: Although I, I think also this did, is the stuff. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, as somebody who has had like in in a similar set of circumstances, had to sell like, the childhood home. It is kind of it does feel very odd when okay. you I've never been, when when this all has to happen and you kind okay. of like. But I, as you say, she's already moved out. That's the part that I don't. But I think it's mind.
1: a metaphor. I
0: think this yeah. is, a lot of
1: this stuff is stuff that they probably should have done in season three. But yes. um, is this whole idea that um, her childhood is it is ending? And and even Sam I think makes a point to it. And that's when they're taking the stuff down. Is that the child? Yeah. Her, you know, for all of them, their childhood is ending. The story is ending. You know, they're moving on, and you know. It, it, a part you know her parents are getting divorced yeah but it's also like this is the end of an era i think it's a, a bigger than just rachel like having to move on i think this is also a metaphor for the show is ending we've had our fun but it's time yeah. to grow up and trying to move on yeah. and we're going to take down all the memories as a way to show you hey look at the memories that we made because like there's all of these season one and two you
0: oh, know oh clippings on the board so much rocky horror I know. Did they? Or is that the only thing they had in the vault? Could they not like come up with no, something No, there's there's a picture of Blaine and Rachel doing Broadway Baby. There's yep. Michael. There's Born This Way. Sorry, I, I screenshot it, so I have it all here. Oh,
2: also, there is also a picture of her funny old girl audition with the original New Direction members when she was imagining them. Oh really? Where? <laughs> Hang on, I'm trying she to find
0: it. Probably took that one. <laughs> Nora, oh, no, are you sure that wasn't them in the first episode? Because there's definitely no, a
2: Don't Stop Believing picture no there was the funny girl one
0: the one that made me was
2: really
1: also... well, there was also Chris I mean it's not there like... was also
2: Kurt and Rachel in the Gershwin like who took that photo what, <laughs> what are you looking
0: I, can't security even... cards, I have it in front them? of me there's there's um there's walking on sunshine and there's walking on sunshine and angels picture um there is where is it um the one that really got me is there's she still has the card that Finn gave her for Christmas with the donkey oh. on it. Oh. Like, there's some really great like
2: sweet oh, really, things on here, and it's a sweet okay. like with the song when they like the photo comes like it it comes cool. to
0: life. Like, and like, you know, there's like a little montage. They're like gifts. It's really cute. It,
2: yeah. Mm. Um.
0: But, but yeah. as I said, like, I I, I completely, like, I, I sympathize with the whole, like, having to take down all of the crap in your room and put it away because, like, you've got to leave it all behind. But I'm, I'm surprised she didn't do this and take them away with her to New York.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, and sometimes, because yeah. uh, I had a friend of mine, like, me, I moved around every five to seven years. So, like, I just, nothing, I have no sentiment for anywhere. But, um... Like, I have a friend of mine whose parents lived in the same place, like, years after we graduated. Like, they just moved out and moved into a a place where they just retired and stuff. And the, um, not necessarily my friend's room, but her sister's room. Um, I remember this because her sister graduated in 98. And you would go in there. And I was, like, visiting them, like, in, I don't know, like, 2010, 11. And you'd go in there, and it was like it was 1998. Like everything was <laughs> still there. And, like, for, I mean, the, you know, my sister's friend, or my, my, God, my friend's sister, you know, is has kids and is married and has a nice life. And for some reason, her parents just never took down her old stuff. Yeah. And it is still there, like it was 1998. And so, well, she, I,
2: going, yeah. To, yeah, it's the same with me. So when, um, my mum still lives in the house that i lived in the same house for my entire childhood and into adulthood until i brought my own place and moved out um so my bedroom there when i it still has all my old photos and i left everything on the walls there when i moved out um, so like when I go back to mum's, it's now like a guest bedroom, but my old bookshelf is still there with like all my old books. Mm-hmm. Um, there's tubs underneath the bed with like all my old photo albums and like things that I had just like stuff, like my old programs from my productions and, and my old scripts and everything like that. So yeah, it's, it's still kind of there. And so, I, um, and you know, you can walk in and look at all these photos of like me in high school and all my friends like, oh my God. <laughs> so um. I don't know how I would feel taking all of that. Like, I'd be kind of like, oh shit, where am I going to store it? There's no way to store it in my place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It. My, parents, my parents were like, we don't want your shit. Get it out of here. So <laughs> like, I'm like, okay. Mum it. Mum keeps saying that. She's like, oh yeah, you need to like, oh, you know, come pee. I was like, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, okay. We just
1: did when a couple <laughs> summers ago. We did. like we I just, And mom was like, you're being really ruthless. I'm like, why do I need this stuffed duck? I don't need it. We can give it to
0: some kid. It was, yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm, the, I'm okay. so terrible at chucking shit away. I'm, all like, I'm not like a hoarder hoarder, but like, I'm like, but I might need this one day. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's your, like, those are your year 12 books, but but I might need them one day. Like, yeah. don't want to get rid of them. I um, made a, but, a scrapbook. You know, like, this is
1: totally, I don't even know if I'll keep this in. Um, I made a scrapbook of all of, like, the teeny bopper magazines that had the Mighty Duck stuff in it. Oh, I cut it out it. and put the article in, you know, like a Tumblr before Tumblr existed. And, yeah. and I still have that. And mom's like, why do you still have that? I'm like, I just, you know, want it. I have not been through <laughs> it in 15 years,
2: but I still not, have okay. it. Well, I can attest to keeping stuff and then might need it because, you know, you might need it again. Um, I found my script from Little Shop of Horrors when I was in year 11 and did it as a production, and I'm now directing that. <laughs> so I can attest. You may need it again. <laughs> you know.
1: I know. I feel a little bad that I threw most of my college stuff away because I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm maybe probably won't use it ever again. But well, anyway, back to Rachel. So I do understand yes, her going through this <laughs> hard time. I do understand the metaphor that I kind of like it. I like, but I mean, except for the whole, like the Sam and Rachel romance thing. The funny part about it is that they're supposed to consummate their whatever is going on with this episode. And then it just kind of stops after
0: the It's <laughs> no, no, not no. really any more progression. This is the thing is that I uh, like. It seemed like they were hinting at Sam and Rachel even towards the end of season five, and I've got no issues with it. I think it's actually really cute. Um, but yeah, they then Jesse comes back, and we're all just like, never mind.
1: Yeah, I wonder if it would have been a little bit. I wonder if they would have stuck with it a little bit more had Jesse, if like if Jonathan Jonathan Groff said, eh, I can't come back.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if Sam would have been. a but little. But I think Leah Michelle basically have, bullied him into coming back. I don't think he had a choice. <laughs> it yeah. I, matter. I <laughs> he, it seemed brought.
1: like he really wanted to, too. I, he sounded like in a lot of those yeah. exit interviews and stuff. He was really happy to be back.
0: Yeah. So. And that was really sweet because everyone else was sort of like over it at the time. He was like, well, oh, no, I'm really happy to be back. <laughs> um so so yeah that's um
1: that's i think that's really all there is to the rachel i don't even know if there's anything that happens at the end with the two of them
0: they go on um, a de- they go on the double date yeah was i was, was waiting waiting the, yeah <laughs> all right so let's get into the clean stuff oh. this is what
1: we're all here for anyway <laughs> and they took us like Set an hour to get in. yeah.
2: <laughs> Let's just make, uh, before we get into the sort of the clean stuff, the comment that yeah. Blaine makes when they announced to Rachel, hey, we're changing this theme. And she's like, what? And they're like, oh, because you're having struggles with this, this, this. And Blaine's like, according to the very nice lady at the Lima Mental Health Clinic. And it's like, yeah. oh.
0: Have you, been, have you been going to therapy, B D?
2: Yes, you oh.
1: have. I actually like that. I like that they made a comment, too, that they wanted to go help Rachel and that they're probably Blaine has been to this mental health clinic yeah. himself. I love that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so i think i've said this a number of times but in terms of season six in my honest opinion especially leading up to the end of this episode all right okay, so what i was what I was trying to say is i've said this a number of times before and it is my honest opinion that everything leading up to the end of this episode is like the perfect kind of like build-up arc to a reunion. Like, I've read Mm -hmm. so many fics that that kind of have this happen, and it'll end on a cliffhanger, and you'll have to wait wait for however long for the next chapter. Mm -hmm. It just feels like they kind of stumbled right at the end with the actual reunion, but everything leading up to the reunion is like gold. It is like, I watched the end of this episode... And I pulled out my reaction fic folder again and read them all. Like, I just, (laughs) I really enjoy it. See, and it's something,
1: obviously, we'll wait till we get to the very end to talk about it. One of the questions I want to bring up, though, is how do you feel about where we are at the end of this episode to where we end up in the wedding episode? But we'll save that question Mm -hmm. um, until we get there. So let's start off back at the beginning. Um, I'm trying to remember if there's any, like, early stuff that's worth mentioning before Glenn gets
0: egged and he's really cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the thing: is that every time, and again, I, I'm out. Can attest to this. I do this a lot. Like every time he appears on the screen, I yell like, "Oh my god, it's my, my baby!" Yeah. But I actually do. <laughs> like I was doing that even last night in the privacy of my own home. <laughs> like, oh my god, it's a problem. Aww, sweet little cupcake. I love him. Um, who does not look like a teenager? He is.
1: I like that they kind of let darren be a little older this season because <laughs> i'm watching these season five episodes for the rewatch and i'm like okay this is just getting stupid <laughs> <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> so anyway um yeah so then i think that it's the um the, the first wheel. scene we really get is the oh. wheel which yeah. i love this i love it because mm-hmm. Pretty Kurt's like, I'm going to just manipulate this a little bit. And we don't get – I know we get a lot of manipulative cart in season one, and we really don't get that after season one. But to have this little throwback of him, um, I'm just going to fudge destiny yeah. a little bit and make it, you know, <laughs> put it in my direction. But and his look on his
0: face when he's like, he
1: oh.
0: <laughs> How did that out. happen?
2: <laughs> so what, he, flicks, he flicks off what would have been the first and only curtain. Yeah, yeah, it, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the first and only curtain Actually, and excuse me. They had a very iconic moment in "We Can't Stop the Beat." I'm gonna take that as my curtain artie <laughs> oh duet because they are not gonna God. stop us, Artie. We're gonna call the NAACP. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but we've never had curtain art like curtain artie duet. Do do no, know? or Ardy. a storyline for that matter. <laughs> Party you live on only in my heart. Oh man! <laughs> and, and what I love, what I love about it is that Blaine one hundred percent knows exactly what he did when he said it. Oh yeah! No. Well, I, God?
1: I, I, no, I love, I love before that when he's like, he's like a little disappointed before like Atlanta. He's like, oh, it's okay. It's gonna be Artie. I'll just clap for Artie because it'll be Ar- Artie. I goes, <laughs> 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 Oh, <laughs> it's my favorite moment ever. Okay, so this. Okay, something that I realized watching this episode comparatively the rest of the season for the most part is kurt's point of view i know we get a lot of stuff in Homecoming. most of the season is kurt's point of view um and this episode is very much blaine's point of view and i just want to point that out because i feel like a couple times, I'm like, "Why isn't there a better reaction from Kurt here and there and whatever?" But I'm like, "Oh, it's not supposed to be from Kurt's point of view; it's Blaine's point of view." Mm-hmm. And for the first time, you know, we like I said, we did get some stuff in Homecoming, but for the most part, we haven't really gotten a full Blaine episode, and this is Blaine's episode. It's number seven. <laughs> I mean, like, like, yeah, this
0: is the thing: you go from season four and season five, which are like super Blaine-centric, to season six, and it feels sort of like, oh. Yeah. But I mean, but get, I get, I get why, I get why. But I'm sort of disappointed that like it feels as though, and and for a lot of people when this was airing, it felt like hey, this was back to season one, season two Glee, and that yeah. made a lot of sense, especially if you are a Blaine fan, because season one there was no Blaine, and season two he was very much just like right. his boyfriend. They reset, they reset him to Dalton. I mean, it was very
1: intentional.
0: But um, but then they forgot that Blaine was his own character, and like forgot to give him, you know, yeah. One I don't think they
1: forgot, as they made a choice, not to, like, rain on your guys' parade, but I think it was more of a choice that we're going to focus on these original quote-unquote characters. I mean, uh, you know, even Kurt's going to start to take a backseat to Will yeah, and Rachel, in the ne- too, yeah, yeah. in the next couple So It is really it's kind of funny because it's uh, you know yeah the characters are moving forward and r- wrapping up but it is also kind of moving transitioning back to the way it was in the beginning yeah. of season one um so um so yeah and yeah wasn't saying anything to try to be mean but there's i think there's a reason playing oh
0: that. no i understand why I understand. <laughs> right. i'm just sad about it like what? which you should i mean you could i mean like that's one of those things
1: where it's I mean it's definitely not like How I Met Your Mother which really botched it But it, your show has moved on From that original premise and yeah. this is them Trying to go back and while for the most part I think it works um, It does feel a little hollow For a lot of the development that Happened with yeah. a lot of these characters That came in and came into their own post Season two so
0: yeah and it's Especially sort of like you forgetting That what the, Yes the, the show has moved on and there Are elements that have come in that were newer that people responded to more and you like, it's like, let's, let's forget that everybody loves, loved, fell in love with Kurt and let's go back to giving Will and Sue storylines when everyone was clearly over that so long ago. And I agree that like, I understand I'm all about parallel storytelling. I love it so much, but there's a point where you've got to sacrifice the need for having parallels to actually tell a story that people want to see. Right.
1: Well, and even, um, it's kind of funny because in the last batch of episodes, I even think that Rachel's story is the more interesting one because of all of the Mm -hmm. nonsense they're doing with Will and Sue and stuff like that. It's like, it's really sad when Rachel's, but that's season one. Rachel's, you know, storyline was the more interesting storyline because Mm -hmm. of, you know at least in my opinion so but anyway back to this scene um yeah. post mm-hmm. um it is kind of funny where like blaine comes out and he's all cute and he to, oh. you know hugs kurt and little and little
0: head like, that little head shake that he does like mm-hmm. can't believe he did that <laughs> like oh exactly
2: and like when he's saying you know don't tell Dave that we're gonna sing together. Like, hey, when is Kurt gonna see Dave? Um, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, no. he's freaking so you know, he thinks he thinks that there's still something between us, you know, which there obviously isn't, and it's oh, like obvious. No. he's just so trying he's trying to convince himself so hard.
1: Yeah, and this is where I really wanna like again zone in that it's Blaine's point of view because Kurt's like, yeah, because there's not. And oh. Like it's like me you know kurt isn't like distant it's not it's definitely not chris Colfer's acting don't get me started it's (laughs) you know it's this idea that blaine's trying to read kurt trying to figure him Mm -hmm. out trying to see if there's anything because he he wants kurt to straight up say again i came back here for you and kurt's like no i did that once you said no i'm respecting that Mm -hmm. and yeah uh, yeah, i'll fudge it so that we can sing together but it's really up to you um yeah
0: It might have been like, hasn't Blaine, I know that Kurt came and he he said his piece and he's not, it sort of feels like he doesn't want to put himself out there again. How many times has Blaine put himself out there for you, Kurt? Like, I know he rejected you once and you are trying to respect that, but you've got to, this is Blaine who needs like that kind of reassurance. That's the kind of person that he is. At but he's also, Blaine,
2: he's also Blaine who's in a relationship with somebody else. Right. That's what Ignore. I was going to point out. But
0: that's I'm this like, is the thing is that you can't, I feel like you can't, ha- Blaine can't have it both ways. It can't be in a relationship yeah. with someone else and at the same time, like hope that Kurt still, like, finds right. yeah. for him. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Because, you know, like, it's, not, it's not until that Blaine is out of that relationship. That Kurt will then go back to him Exactly and this is kind of again We'll get to this more
1: when we check with the end of the episode Where it drops the ball yeah. a little bit but yeah The minute Blaine is out of the episode I, No <laughs> <laughs>
0: That
1: too The minute Blaine is out of that relationship it, Yes We're missing a scene that kind of Connects the two but Kurt drops Walter like a hot pocket And yeah, that's true. <laughs> why that came to my head But and starts yeah. running back I mean Uh, So yeah, we'll get more into that in a little
0: bit. So anyway, so the thing is about the whole duet thing, and this is something that occurred to me when Blaine uh, later in the episode, where Blaine and Dave are having conversation, how it's all about you know you only sung with him, and it's like no, the Kurt and Blaine singing together. I I was reminded of I think it's Santana who said something like when Kurt imagines somewhat May, yeah, where she says like singing this song is more intimate than sex. Like there's something yeah, singing together is more than just singing together for these two.
1: And when we were talking about, um, there's been a couple of times where we've used, uh, definitely come what may is one of them, but I always said love is a battlefield is, um, anger sex. Oh like yeah. You sh- show it, but they, can they definitely, definitely had it.
0: it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think that, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll get, yeah, I, I think, well, we can move right into the party stuff. I think that's the stuff. Before, that's before next, we go there, I
0: just need to point out the the Blaine. Blaine's versatile, everybody. Um, yeah, <laughs> he, he, he's versatile. <laughs> I just <laughs> so
2: you I do remember love, that. I Did want we, we establish that in season four? Yes. yes, but I just wanted to do, just he, just
0: just remember. Um yeah. and and um. They, they just have this really weird moment of like their eye contact in this scene is like, so, like it, again, from Blaine's point of view, it's just really amusing. And I think it's this tiny, like it's a gif that again catches such minute moments. And I don't know whether someone's reading too much into it. And I wish I could remember to find it, but there's a moment where it almost looks like Blaine is looking at Kurt's lips. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't think that was a choice. It's not, I think it's just somebody no. having found a gift, but it's still like, right. it just adds layers to the scene that makes me really happy. I I just love Kurt's like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, he <laughs> he's awkward,
1: mm-hmm. he's awkward retreat. It's like, like okay, that happened. Like, it was, you know, and it's one of those things, again, I want to throw out there, I, I, at this point, moment, Kurt's sort of seeing this guy. It's not really anything, but also like- Okay is, is what is Blaine doing like what are we what are we do? I'm not going to worry about it I'm not going to think about it I'm going to just go on with my life and you know and and kind of yeah my thing about I I I don't blame Kurt for I know Blaine has put himself out there more often. And I know a lot of Blaine fans wanted Kurt to do more of that. And I, mm-hmm. I get that at the same time. I want to say though, what Kurt's doing is the respectful and healthy thing of letting Blaine, you know, finish what he needs to be doing to get to a point where he can be in a relationship with Kurt again. Mm-hmm. So that's, I, I know it's a, a, you guys might not like the argument or find it flimsy or whatever,
2: but that's just, not how so. I see it. I see it that way.
0: I, I, I understand it rationally, but also I wanted. I just I just needed Kurt to have the grand romantic gesture and speech that Blaine has been giving him for years. Right, and I, I get that that, think that that's has more hurt. to do with the wedding episode.
1: I yeah, know it's
0: not, but I just wanted it. I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. It. It's
1: just not a Kurt thing to do. He I doesn't. know it's not. Yeah, I mean, and he did a little. I mean, you got to give him. I know I do, but I think mean, that was. <laughs> well, you know what? I will write you a fanfic someday where he. he Yay! Will do that. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, um. Yeah, let's go to the party. Um, but first, let's talk about uh, Kurt being 21, because uh, <laughs> uh, Sam, Sam, you know, it's the only time you get any kind of recognition that these kids have gotten to that age. Um, it is coincide with season one being Kurt being 16, so he would be 21 here. And, um, you know, Ryan Murphy promised Kurt would be married at 21, so they have to do something to They have that. to do it. Um, <laughs>
0: They had to make but it yeah. happen again. Don't
1: don't drink with minors in the room. Don't do it, <laughs> especially if you're a, if you're illegal. Like, don't do it. Um, but
2: yeah. You than- here, like here, you're not allowed. Like, if I, let's say, like I went to like the pub and there were students there that were underage. I'm like legally, if I'm there, legally obligated to dob them in, or I have to go. Yeah, and it's like yeah, it's like. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. then the, uh, we oh, can we can drink at 18 here? Yeah, we can oh. drink at 18. Yeah, mm-hmm. so if they're this in Australia, I don't fine. even if they're in Australia, be... you still wouldn't <clears throat> drink with your students, no, no matter no.
0: what, they, <laughs> but they, they would still all be okay to drink.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, a shout out to uh, the, the other scene, real quick when when. Mercedes spins the wheel,
0: and she's like, "Oh, I get to be with Frederick. Which one are we?" Also, um, all about that base we'll, All about that bass. I will never be. I will never ever think of that song without thinking of Glee forever. And I'm sorry, I played that game way oh, yeah. too much. <gasps> I uh, fun that game. game. I, I enjoyed it. R.I.P. I miss That's it so much. Time.
1: I wish more people would have played it, so it would have survived.
0: Well, it Though. was their fault for releasing it. When they like, they put it out there and like season yeah. three
1: that shit would have gone off. But. Oh yeah, they did it, it. I mean, the show had ended when they put that out. So yeah, I don't know <laughs> what they were thinking. Um, so I'm, I mean, and yeah, whatever. It was a great game. Sorry, it didn't last. Most apps like that don't. I mean, plus, it was a free game. Like that was not gonna ever fly. <laughs> well,
0: people um, spent a lot of money on that game. <laughs> I didn't need
1: to, <laughs> but anyway.
0: Um. So yeah, all about that bass was. It's a fun song.
1: Um,
0: Everyone, everybody looks really good in that party, and I like how everyone's yeah. all like sort of wearing cute, like just cute party outfits. And there's Blaine in like a blazer, looking <laughs> like he owns a yacht. God, how how did Darren not sweat to death with all of the blazers he had to wear on the show? I mean, (laughs) I feel like he would have sweat through all the shirts, but you don't see it because you can't see it under the jacket. Oh my
1: God. Like everybody else has their sleeves rolled up and like, and he's always wearing a freaking blazer. Or I always think about that on the tour they did for season two and (laughs) everybody's wearing t-shirts and he's wearing a stupid blazer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> stupid boxy blazer how did he not pass out my god anyway um so yeah
2: um and then we get everybody's favorite gaze. Everybody loves you. <laughs> okay this is song. <laughs> this is my after american boy my favorite favorite claim duet and like oh, i, I know it. Look, I'm all for romance. I'm all for beauty. The, like, you come what mays and your baby, it's cold outside. But I'm sorry. I love my boys when they're having fun and they're yep. acting the way they would when they're singing in their own living rooms. And this, I just friggin' I can listen to this one. Mm. It's, a it's a great song. It's a great song. And I can, it and I can watch it right together on it. it,
0: yeah. it yeah. They, and they, they it. sound really good. Mm-hmm. When you listen to the
1: lyrics, I love what it says about their relationship. You know, I, somebody to love you and somebody to like, I, you know, I, I wish I had have lyrics. Like I, I don't have. You every day. Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like I want to yeah. wake up next to you every day. I want to, you know, and it's so happy and it's not a, like angsty, you know, I need to be with you. It's a, I'm having fun being with you and having fun, you know, it's Mm -hmm. such a great song for them and that this to be, you know, it's the middle of their three duets for the season six stuff. But it's like, oh, after all the angst of the first five, you know, we've gotten past this weird breakup mm-hmm. part of it they've gotten to be friends again we are now in the transition period of yep. them you know <laughs> getting the relationship back on track and realizing they really want to be with each other and this this duet encapsulates so much of that and it's yeah. really you know i love that blaine's like oh wait a minute like i look
0: I
2: his face around the whole time. I love just this like, creature. This is
0: how you know that it's his point of view. Because there's yeah. a couple of, like, those slow-mo shots where he's just looking at Kurt being all cute and flirty. And he, you can see he's having moments. He's having yeah. moments, And right? I, love, like, I do kind of love that Kurt's Watching a little bit thing. oblivious. A little. He, Kurt's just, like, yeah. in the moment having
1: fun and just enjoying himself. And Blaine's like, yeah, I, I so love him. And I love yeah.
0: that. you um, still. <laughs> excuse me
1: <laughs> i love okay. that they they bring back the proposal colors
0: and the feather boas. oh my god uh, it's so good the blue is okay. golds. all of that
2: background thing, with the costumes is hilarious as well
0: i love spencer. how spencer is like spencer I'm and kitty fight over the two the. <laughs> okay there's one thing that i've been very good, like that has bothered well not bothered me but like Every time I watch this scene, I can't help but think about it. So do you remember when they broke up? One of the reasons why is because Kurt was like, we're too young, right? Yes. Yep. And they're singing this song, and what is blazoned in huge letters behind them but the words, farewell, childhood, as if to say, like, <laughs> you guys are saying goodbye to being too young, and yep. now you're going to move that's forward part of and the get married. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the point. And, and I mean... Kurt was kind of using that as an
1: excuse anyway. He was, you know,
0: it. I know. I just, I just find it really interesting that they're singing this song and Blaine's having this, having his moment, complete with like yeah. quotations. When, like, it's almost as if they're moving beyond feeling like they're too young. Yeah, um, that's really the point. It's the, a yeah, transition. Yeah, I'm just saying that like it's very literal, like behind them are the yeah. words. Well, it's glee. <laughs> glee has never been subtle. I also really enjoy, and, and I think this showed up in a in a gift set. Um, like the the basement is like colored, like full of rainbow lights, and there's mm-hmm. a really pretty shot of them, like the bat, their backs with the lights in front of them, and that somebody put that next to the breakout where Blaine sings Teenage Dream, and I'm like, thanks for that, I really need it. <laughs> thanks, guys, <laughs> that's what I needed. But no,
1: I mean, we've gotten, <laughs> you know, I am a little, well, I get why we never got a, a reprise of, the reprisal oh, of Teenage oh, Dream,
0: but God. part of I, it was That's what I needed Kurt to do. Kurt needed to sing a reprisal No, of the, the point is that there's, I mean, the, their childhood fantasy
1: love ended with that Teenage Dream performance in Callbacks, and ever since then they've been kind of trying to be adults, and Now they've kind of gotten to that part Where they are They've gotten through the hurt Kurt worked through his issues Through the first breakup Um, They both worked on each other Um, Like uh, Mel you and I had like A long conversation about that When we were doing the in between Seasons five and six stuff Where a lot of their healing Actually happens off screen Because it's happened between Seasons five and six And Mm -hmm. now they're like They are They aren't too young anymore They're adults They are going to make this commitment Because you know what they, they, they aren't too young, and Kurt's kind of let go of that, like, issue that he had, um, and just be okay on taking a leap of faith, um, so.
0: Anyone else picturing that scene in Spider-Man Homecoming except it's Kurt? You know, let's do that. <laughs> Sorry, uh, not Spider-Man Homecoming, sorry? I meant into the spider vest. You know, it's a leap of faith. That makes more sense. <laughs> like, sorry, sorry. I'm, like, I'm picturing what? the scene where he's like, so where Miles does the jump. Sorry, I'm trying to think of like what sorry. point he doesn't sorry. jump through any buildings.
1: Sorry,
0: I've watched that movie eight
1: thousand times. I think I know. Sorry. So they have the flirty duet. They have the
0: flirty yeah.
1: duet. And yeah, then he goes
0: to. to Blade is having multiple moments about how much he loves her, <laughs> and then he does multiple he does moments. See. But then he does what he does in two sixteen, and he
1: goes, "Why he kisses him?" Okay, well, let's talk about the lead up to that. Yeah, good okay, conversation. So and I mean, I I we like that Kurt's did. like, "Hey, you know, we sound pretty good. We we could go more. We could do more." And and Blaine's like, "No, I got to get up early, and go to wherever the hell they need to go for this football thing." Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I think it's a purposeful that he brings up. Dave again because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like okay, I'm gonna use Krasovsky as a shield again because that's what he's been doing all season, mm-hmm. and um, then they talk about baby, it's cold outside. Oh,
0: and we haven't done that good together since baby, is cold outside. And I could hear like even when I was watching it, I could hear people being like, "You're goddamn right, you did it." And like because people <laughs> when when it's like, since first,
2: when it's like, since the very first When he's like, "Since our very first do you remember what it is? And Kurt's like, "Oh no, I like no, of I mean, course I." <laughs> and Blaine's so mad. He's like, "What do you? Well, not mad. He's like, 'What do you
0: mean you don't remember? Like, of course what I you remember made the most. You know, like pivotal moment in our
2: history yeah, that so we saw like, on screen. Like, the whole time I wanted to kiss you, but you were in love with oh, that guy. What was his name? <laughs> was like, I wanted to. I, what is it?
0: I wanted to turn off that boombox and lay like I the world's. Okay. I love,
1: I love, 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 love Darren the way he reads his line when when Kurt's like." you know, what was that guy or what is he doing now? And Blaine's just like, I have no, no. idea. No.
2: <laughs> like it oh. does not matter. Oh. Who oh. freaking cares. Oh my but God. It's like, oh. This conversation is just such a, like a testament to the significance of their relationship. They have history. They can reminisce. They've got all this stuff behind them. That's building. But them I, up. Yeah. That's
1: and I like that they're cool. to the point, you know, okay, they have all of this history, and they have all these breakups behind them And they have all this But they're still like Yeah Like we really You know, I really appreciate these good moments that we had I mean, the, like Yeah It's It's Yeah, they've gone past the hurt of the breakups Both of them It's yep. It's That's done It's gone It's over
2: yep. Um, Yeah And then Kurt so. Like it's funny how one person can mean oh, so, much so much to you much at to one you point so in way. time And <laughs> then a few years go by And then Bam yeah,
0: but this, is, but, this, but this is the thing is that like right in that moment you can see that like you can see that the, the entire rest of their lives that Blaine doesn't make this choice is that's probably what's going to happen is that they'll remember one another as something that as some, someone yeah. that meant a lot to them in their past but they've moved on from that and Blaine probably in that split second has a moment of but I don't want that and then he kisses yeah. him and it's just
2: like, yeah. and then he's like Me. oh shit and then his face, <laughs> yeah. his, his face he's like oh my god He's so torn. He's so like, well, Plain and <gasps> he gets up on his little
1: tippy I don't think he's torn. I think it's shit. I've gotta like end the stuff cro- I have to like deal with this other yeah, shit. Yeah. It's, it's not it's
2: it's this it's moment. Heart, it is this moment of being torn because he's like, I can't do this right now. I need to you know, there's other stuff that's mm-hmm. you know, should I have done, you know. That's what it's sort of meaning by that sort of like that oh shit moment.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and you know, I think I, oh go ahead. Oh, no, no, there
2: you go. I was going to say
1: the elevator kiss, while passionate and hot, was still forced upon them. But this is the moment where it is. I mean, and I know Kurt's a little held back because he's so shocked and surprised that it's even happening. um, Mm -hmm. But this is the moment that, you know, this is a natural thing between the two of them. And nobody is, you know, forcing them into an elevator and saying, you have to kiss. This Mm -hmm. is, we have these feelings for each other. And. Yeah, there is still something there. Yeah, but
0: this is the thing. I don't know if you remember, but there was a scene in the promo of this episode that was basically that last shot of him, and people, people even at the time were like, "Oh my god, they kiss, they kiss!" Like that is clearly like Kurt, because I think you can see the very last moment where Blaine moves away in the promo, mm-hmm. um, and everyone was obviously freaking freaking out. But I feel like this, this is still like it's like a small like it's a parallel to what happened in two sixteen, where yeah, Blaine has this moment. Um, they have this cute conversation and then they kiss and then he obviously walks this time he walks away and I just it was yelling at Kurt like Kurt run after him run! and I, again and I he eventually does <laughs> he but he will yeah. but he should have done it then
1: Yeah. Whoa. and the problem there is the Karofsky thing
0: um, I because, love Blaine and Dave okay? oh, just FYI they totally sold me on Blaine and Dave so I'm one of those well, sorry guys No, that's fine. We'll get to that (laughs) just just to wrap up this, though. It is a lot.
1: You know, this is the part in Kurt's. uh, This is the problem with the. uh, Not that it's a problem that is Blaine's point of view. I think they needed to do it, but this is the issue with the Kurt's point of view stuff is that it ends basically here. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, and and a little bit in the scene we'll talk about at the end. But um, yeah, like I wish there had been more. There's very much surprise in Kurt's face, but I wish. Again, it's just missing a scene between seven and eight. That's
0: really all. Oh, it's it's, the it's problem. for the sake of a cliffhanger, is what it is. Yeah,
1: because it worked. I mean, not, I don't really. I'm not. There's nothing really wrong with the scene. There's not really anything wrong with Kurt's reaction. It's just after, and after the it, it, it eight. I'll I'll go with my rant. It's really a problem with eight more than seven. Yeah, but yeah. I know. Well, um, the the. And the funny thing is, I was so I was anticipating something a little bit more in this episode that we didn't get, because I had that? been spoiled. Um, I don't know. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> what was that? that be, sorry, was that, was
2: that? I might have
0: pulled, I pulled out my like, my headphones. Just pulled out. Sorry, that might have been me. <laughs> I didn't hear what happened. It sounds like thought
2: um, yeah it just went <laughs> 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 sorry that might have been my headphones they got okay <laughs> makes, really oh my god, you have to keep that in you can't cut that out <laughs> okay. I didn't
0: get to hear it you've got to let me hear
1: it. Oh, if I mean I, like sometimes it doesn't come on the recording but if it is I will leave it on there for you oh
0: my god <laughs> <laughs> sorry that was my headphones
1: <laughs> oh my god
0: anyway I'm sorry, you were saying what? 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 What did you want
2: exactly? Why, to why is Why is it that it doesn't matter how old you get, fat? It <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Does
0: that sound? Because we all suffered so farewell excited. to childhood, like Curt and Blinded.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay, so I the, really what I wanted, and it and it isn't. The false you know what I want to wait till after we get to the end of because it, it's really a thing that should have happened after everything else that happened in this scene or in this episode so um yeah let's there's two more scenes so let's get through those and then I'll say what I was gonna say so okay <laughs> um so then we get the Kurt and and no Kurt's not Blaine. No. the Blaine and Dave stuff and okay here's what not- I want to say about Blaine and Dave because I know um like, Izzy, I know you said you were really sold. And here it sold me. And I hated Krofsky. Hated Krofsky. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you take... You know, it's a lot of time. And, and I think a lot of, like, displacement. <laughs> and, and being so far away from Season 2. Um, and seeing his arc. And seeing him as a character who has grown quite a lot. And, and not really the same person he was. I understand all of the choices this season made. And I, I don't hate... Blaine and Dave, I think they're fine I think there's I mean, yeah, it is weird um, yeah. But it is <laughs> I don't think it's a bad I think it, I would have had much More issue with Sebastian Than I you would have with, with is that I,
0: I still maintain that They wanted Sebastian but couldn't get Grant. I don't think they did
1: I really don't, I think they liked Max Adler I think, you know um, They wanted him to Finish up this little kind of arc I think it was always going to be Kurovsky. Plus, I know that there is a part of them that wanted to piss us
2: off. (laughs) I really (laughs) believe that. One last time. (laughs) (laughs) Can I, before we get into the nitty gritty of this, can I ask why do they need eight sponges stacked up? (laughs) <laughs> because the prop is was very in a hurry.
0: <laughs> Blaine is very fastidious. He probably has a different sponge for like plate. Like, Can I say it's a they, very they two two. Of, there's eight sponges. Eight.
1: Okay, I'm gonna throw <laughs> this out here. It's a it's first of all, it's a very clean apartment for two boys, uh, especially their age. Um, secondly, wasn't it um, Blaine who was getting pissed at Kurt for the toothpaste on the towel, or was it the other way around? I was pretty sure no, it was no,
2: the other Blaine, way around. Kurt was getting no. in there because he's like. On my face. Like yeah. that was Kurt getting angry about that. I,
0: I love the
2: thing. He's like my face. <laughs> <Muffet>. <laughs> my <laughs> Um I just I'm just like, that's a lot of like there's a lot of sponges.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> why do they still have it all dressed up in rainbow colours? I it's just yeah. hey, Britney. Right at,
0: at the very end when um Dave is giving like his his blessing, there's like a rainbow behind him. Blaine has the blessing of the gay God, guys. Just you know.
1: <laughs> Maybe Brittany gave them all the sponges. Maybe it's to soak up stuff. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> all right, cool. I got that out. Yeah. Use your imagination. <laughs> anyway.
0: What's the different item that he's washing it's
2: perfect sense. Yeah, but, like, what? Use one sponge for, like, plates, another sponge for cutlery, another one for <laughs> You know, it's how Blaine. He might. <laughs> he, how many different things is he washing in that sink? Maybe they don't have a dishwasher. Yeah, but, no, but what I'm saying is, like, what? You would use a different, like, there's, aren't, there's not that many categories of things that you wash in the sink. You don't think Blaine is the
0: kind of person that would own something like a melon baller and, like, a mallet? Like,
2: Yeah, but, like. Yeah, but, like, you'd wash the melon baller with the cutlery.
0: No. Yeah, because yeah. I'm specifically for the melon baller. <laughs> we're, we're getting down to the real important part. This, so this, is like, this, this is the, important,
1: this is the okay. important meta. Hopefully you guys yeah. won't hang up with on me for saying this, but I love how your accents become more pronounced when you're like, no, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Do they? No. <laughs> I'm like yay So imagine it comes out, Come out the hall And then it's really really bad
2: Oh my god You guys go are f- adorable I go full bogan when I'm drunk <laughs> I love it <laughs> <laughs> You're like but I sound normal You sound weird <laughs> Which is fine I know <laughs> I do <laughs> Yeah I go full bogan Full bogan when I'm drunk Every second word is swear word um, yep. <laughs> okay, so let's get in the nitty gritty yep. of this scene. Uh, okay, so first
1: they come back from whatever, like oh, like I don't even know what the hell they were doing. I don't, what does Dave do I anyway? That was, well, that was well, they were grocery shop. Dave had groceries, didn't
0: he? I I no, it. I, no, oh. it was
1: they. They were coming back from because they they had to get up early because there was some football thing because Dave was well, a coach or something. Day? Yeah, but Dave had a grocery bag, didn't he? Maybe they went grocery shopping afterwards. Off. I don't know. All I know is that somebody slipped, that fat-ass Craig slipped him. His number. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah fat-ass Craig did something. Get, keep getting in some position and they lose because of fat-ass Craig.
1: Yeah.
2: So <laughs> then going to go out with fat-ass Craig. <laughs> Maybe he likes the fat-ass. <laughs> Maybe that's well, why he likes has, Blaine. A, Blaine has a booty. Yeah. <laughs> oh!
0: Blaine's ass is not fat. It's just I'm not saying very that,
2: I'm not, I'm not saying that it's. I'm not saying that it's fat, but maybe Kurofsky's an ass man. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> I mean if you if you were dating Blaine Anderson, wouldn't you be <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god.
1: <laughs> anyway, this is where you come for the hard hitting meta. We'll
0: talk about yeah. the real important things on this podcast like sponges <laughs> and Yeah. <play ball. laughs>
1: <laughs> <In> anyway. <laughs> this is a real emotional scene, guys. Um yeah. so yeah, no, actually, I really, really actually like this scene. Um yeah, they, yeah. they, you know, just the maturity that, that Krofsky shows and the idea that Krawsky knew um that, you know, once Kirk came back that they were pretty much done. Um, mm-hmm. which why would
2: you move in with him if you were aware of that? Because what? anyway. And <laughs> like trying to like hold, you know, trying to like yeah. hold to it. I mean,
0: yeah. like, if, if you could
2: get Blaine Anderson to settle for you, you, yeah, I think he had, you know, it was a nice
1: plain house for a while. Um, and yeah, just how I like that, how you know, how in tune Karofsky is with all of it, and I, I like the moment when he's like, "Well, you know, who kissed who?" and and Blaine just looks up at him, like it doesn't freaking matter. Like it was just. You know, know. we kissed each other.
0: Well, I I took that look to be like, you know it was me.
1: Yeah, but they also kissed during the elevator stuff, too. I mean, oh, I guess because they are specifically talking about the party at that moment, though. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I I took that to mean like, you don't don't make it
2: yeah, and as I said, that 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 kiss in the elevator was even though they got into it, it was not initiated. It was initiated by both of them because they had to to get right. out of there. Whereas this particular one was initiated by Blaine. Yeah,
0: but this entire this entire scene where Blaine, like, just the way in which it's shot, I just I don't know, I can't like articulate what it is, but it just makes me feel like so. Like just some sort of way, especially about Blaine. I think it's because he's kind of isolated in the shot and he looks really small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's also shot down. Like you got like Karofsky, it's Krofsky standing
1: and it's shot up at him and, and, and you know, uh, Blaine is sitting down and it's shot down at him so that just visually they've made it so that he looks small and inward. It's yeah. a camera trick thing. So, yeah. which is really cool because, you know, at yeah. this point in the show, they weren't
2: doing a lot of the fancy shots anymore. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't, and he doesn't say it like most of it is Dave talking.
1: Yeah. 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 It really um, it's Well, because Blaine is also kind of like, yeah, this is inedible. This yeah. is ending. I can't really hide it, you know, and it's all inward and and props to Darren Criss for doing such a great job with his acting with the scene because mm-hmm. it, it is just. This process that Blaine's going through in his head about, <sighs> you know, and he's already in the future. He's
0: already back with Kurt. He's already yeah. like,
1: you know, and
0: but he just but he but he it like, gets very clear that he does care about Dave. And mm-hmm. that's the thing about them is that they never had that fire. Like, I mean, I would argue I don't know whether Kurt and Blaine necessarily had the fiery passion of such, but they had something. The two relationships were completely different. And mm-hmm. what I get from Dave and Blaine's relationship is that it was just mostly about like always a healing thing, yeah. And um, I just it, it's it's really odd to me because if you'd ask me, you know, in season two, whether I thought that it would be Crossfield that would be the person that would help Blaine deal with this, I'd be I'd laugh in your face. And I still remember when it was announced that they were yeah. going to be like, dating, I was like, Nah, I'm done with this show. <laughs> it's perfect. But like, well, can't where we, yeah, we, they came. They where they got to. We had that yeah. conversation,
2: and we went looked back at the never being right, kissed, like the and, hindsight that you know, in a few years' time, you're going to be dating that guy, and you're going to be, you know, it's it's really weird to look back at it where well, they come from.
1: It's all a kind of nice uh, full circle to, to have this conversation with you, Mel, because we, at the beginning of the season, we had these conversations about yeah. why did Blaine start dating Karofsky? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, all of this, like, he had to heal and he had to finish being okay with, you know, what he needed to be okay with. And, yeah, we're at the end of that now. Blaine's yeah. ready to be back in a relationship with Kurt. And um, this is, you know, Karofsky being, you know, um, being
2: a good guy and saying, go. You it know, is, it's, a, it's another redeeming moment for him He doesn't get yeah. angry he, yeah, then that's a, he, yeah He sort of He, he's, he just accepts it Yeah.
1: It's the end which of the Karofsky's too yeah. um, Which is a weird Disjointed and broken one But like, one that says, yeah, here I was this person Who like, hated myself And hated being gay and hated You know, um you know, just everything. And now I'm, I'm, a, I've become an adult, essentially. Yep. And I also like that he says, you know, there are plenty of guys to be my rebound. Yeah. I'm yeah. basically saying I'm aware that I was your rebound.
0: But, I, but it also um, makes me feel bad because I feel like, oh, that's my dog. Um, it also makes me feel like if, Kar- like, Karosky might've put more faith, even though he knew that there was a timer on the relationship, I still kind of felt like he still held out hope that, they would make it past that and i think up, like he like he put a lot of stock in this relationship and then it was almost like yeah kurt showed up and he realized i think that's fine though because there's how do i put this
1: because i feel like fan fiction one issue one i mean i love fan fiction for so many things but one thing i do have a problem with fan fiction is that everything ends up trying to be a lot of times, like people are equal or people make the correct decisions, or everything is just a little too perfect. Yeah. and it's okay that if Krafsky was invested a little bit too much or you know more than Blaine, that's how it is in real life. like it it people mm-hmm. may have just different feelings, and yeah, maybe he just i mean I think that's you know, like when in, in in jagged in jagged little tapestry where he puts his arm around Blaine and is trying to like, you know, you know this you know, yeah, we're in this relationship now it you know it is. I don't know. So, um, I do like, as we said earlier, I do like the fact that he says, you know, just say that you love him. Don't yeah. sing it. Don't sing it. No more grand gestures. No more what. And I-, I think this is amazing growth. On you know, I know that you guys want Kurt to have this big moment, but I like that this flips it and lets Blaine have the smaller moment of you know, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go full on three choir. The whole proposal I'm just Gonna let you know what be, You know is gonna happen happen Yep Character mm-hmm. growth mm-hmm. Um so
0: But like I mean I don't know Whether we're necessarily done talking about Dave as such but the moment with the door And it just takes a moment where he he Just breathes the sigh of almost like Yeah, relief. yeah. Again it's just so powerful And again like I love uh, Darren's acting in this entire scene just, like, blows me away. Because he does so much without words. And even when he reaches the choir room, you know, we give props for the outfit that he's wearing. Not only is he wearing the bow tie, he's also wearing, like, a mustard Mm colour. But when he puts on that jacket, it feels so oversized that it's, like, swallowing him whole. And he just looks so small.
1: Okay, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this you guys are you guys are gonna be fine with it other people, you you just trust me I still love Kurt to death I love Chris so much mm-hmm. Darren does a little bit better of that running to like you know the, the, I have to go tell this person something thing whereas when Chris mm-hmm. does it it's like I'm running through the park like it's, <laughs> it's a lot of direction it's I'm not like it's not Uh, a bash on Chris's acting just the way they shot the directors were different the way they shot it the angled the the way you know it's just it's a little bit more of effective moment I mean there's a lot of messy stuff with the wedding stuff anyway that I will get into but um it's um it's a, just a really nice moment for Blaine, and I really, I you were like that, like you said, the moment where he just has to take a breath because Kravski's mm-hmm. like, get out, go, do this, do this thing, yeah. tell Kurt, and he's like,
0: what? Okay, okay, well, right. and then he gets like, out he, there. He's gonna do it straight away. But, that mm-hmm. but yeah, the, I think I personally think I think I think the scene in this episode works better also because I think in the wedding they're talking over the top of it. This is just like yeah. the way yeah. the music is especially shot like I think it's also because you you see blame running like head like towards the camera whereas Kurt's running right. on the green Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I mean, I don't think that
1: like Kurt's not like in a rush or anything. It's just the way they shot it. It's just
2: put it together. And it's it's weird, just the lot it's weird lashing and stuff like that. Yeah, like it's a so. flashes which makes it really hard when you're trying to like cut scenes out of it for a video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Aww.
0: laughs>
2: Stupid, fl- I don't know what. I oh my God. It's always, oh, it's like, it's always, their big scenes are always with friggin' credits, and it's like, fuck off.
0: Oh my God. The fact <laughs> that their emotional reunion ha- is still, the credits are still playing, haunts me to yes. this very day.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, the, the more I go back to the wedding, episode the
0: less I like it I, I uh, this is the whatever. thing is that I mean you can cut this out but okay so recently I played a game that I waited like literally like 14 years to play and when I was playing it I, I likened it to the wedding to the wedding episode in that when I was playing it it was giving me like everything that I wanted I was so overwhelmed and I was enjoying it so much but when I finished that was the time when I was like actually I had a problem with this, and I had a problem with this, and I had a problem with this, and I had a problem with this. And I feel like it's the same thing. Like, it gave me what I wanted, essentially, but the execution mm-hmm. kind of so, well, wasn't I think But I yeah. can't pretend that when I was playing it, I didn't love it. And that's how I feel about the wedding episode. Like, I can't pretend it didn't give me what I wanted, and I didn't love it when I was watching it. Right, but, and there are still things I like about the episode, Yeah, actually. but I'm still um, disappointed because it didn't give me what I wanted. And I think the problem... I, both of them is that we, we built up to it for so long is that we had ideas about how it was going to happen. Well, and and I'm not even, um,
1: well, there's a couple of things. One, it was never going to live up to love, love, love. That is the, it just, and it couldn't, Um, you know, that's why I say, you know, I'll go with a spiritual marriage because uh, there, because there's so many things that they did right with that, that they just, they were never going to top that. And that's fine. Yeah. And I also didn't need things like bachelor party or the speech or whatever. That's fine. But there are a lot of little things Narratively the one missing scene um again i'll save that for a minute um mm-hmm. and just uh you know i why didn't they have a slow dance together why why didn't yeah. they, why did we have to waste two songs with Artie rapping and you know whatever
0: um, with britney's parents
1: the yeah. random mother singing <laughs> yeah
0: like i get the trouble tones
1: thing but i mm, like i said you guys get to be spared this rant um <laughs> the, the more issue i because like i said when i first watched i was more upset with this episode than i was with eight because it didn't um it didn't end things the way i wanted them to um now i'm like no it ends perfectly yeah eight it does. is the one it, yeah. in-
2: yeah, it ends, this this ending, like, the Blaine running to Kurt and then the fact, even though it isn't as well executed, that it is echoed in that next episode, like, this moment at the end of it, like, it sets them up, it sets yes. up them reuniting really, really well. Yes. Yes. Um, yep. They mirror that process and, and things like that. Um, as you said, there are a couple of things around that, that missing that would have made the Clane storyline a whole lot more cohesive, mm-hmm. but this particular episode and how it sets up for the start of the next episode is brilliant. Yeah, um, the, you know, Blaine and Karoski mirrored by Kurt and Walter. Mm-hmm. Um, They're running to to that person, um, and yeah, I think that and that just, works really, really well. And
0: just to finish on these
2: callbacks to the
0: um, to the to the original song. Is, is where um kurt says something like were you looking for me and it just like yeah well yeah Let's get into the scene now let's uh,
1: he gets yeah. he gets into the the choir room because that's mm-hmm. the only other set. Um like and in there all ready to even, go yeah how does he know i guess he just assumes rachel will be there because it's clearly after school um And you know they're already going on this double date i want to point out something that I, I think is huge that he gets in there Walter is like, well, no, first, first is, uh, just Kurt and he know, Kurt knows, Kurt Mm -hmm. knows something's going on. And were you looking for me? No, I'm looking for Rachel. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh, are you sure you're looking for me? And then, you know, everybody else comes out and, um, Walter says, Oh, it's the blame. Like Mm -hmm. Curtis talk, just like Elliot mentioned back in season five. Kurt probably doesn't shut up about Blaine <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah. you know I'm pretty sure Walter knows all about The fact that Kurt, you know Because I'm, I'm, and we talked about this in other Episodes, especially the Hurt Locker Episodes um, That um, Walter probably Did know, uh, uh, you know Walter was divorced, so Kurt probably was like, oh yeah I broke up off engagement, and they probably Had a conversation about that, and Probably talks about Blaine this and Blaine that, and we're doing A song together, and he probably knows quite a bit about Blaine more than maybe Krosky knows about Kurt you know yeah. um
2: it's well, yeah, sort of like that would be Walters Rol- Rol- Walters role <laughs> like he himself is going through a massive like he's only just recently divorced mm-hmm. and 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 come out that mm-hmm. that he and Kurt's relationship is perhaps about healing each other as opposed to actually yeah. being with each other. yeah
1: we we just had a conversation um, that's going to actually air after this one about kurt and sex and we actually talk a lot about um kurt's relationship with walter and what you know they kind of probably meant to each other and it was not you know it's not a hot and heavy sexual relationship it's about you know just kurt doing something you know and communicating with another person until blaine's ready to be you know in a relationship again had so he
0: had to put in well, i wouldn't call it his love but he had to put i i feel like In the same way in season four where Tina says something to Blaine about putting, he he needs to put his love somewhere. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. sort of what Kurt's doing. It's not his love as such. It's like affection or he's just filling that, yeah, that Blaine-shaped hole in himself until
2: Blaine's ready. Yep. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Blaine-shaped hole. (laughs) Look, look, I thought that was saying, I just just, just, went my
1: head. I, like wasn't blank blank I wasn't gonna say it. I wasn't gonna say it. I'm like, I've already made some really bad. jokes.
0: buzzed her. Remember? <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, um, so you know, and also Kurt's gonna notice the bow tie. I mean, you oh, know, this kid.
0: Can you believe is, that Walter actually like? They comment on it. Like, it's not, this is not well, even a mess thing. Is that they literally draw attention to it too? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's intentionally ironic. um, And so,
0: yeah. And Blaine, and then the the fact, Blaine doesn't say anything. Doesn't even say, hi, yeah. Walter, nice to meet you. No, he really doesn't. Yeah, but Walter's not really that impressed.
1: <laughs> he's like, oh, this is Blaine. Okay, Kurt, I don't get it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's not as handsome as I am. Um, uh, yes, he
2: hell is.
0: He's, he's the you know, <laughs> cutest little cute muffin yeah (laughs) he's wearing too big for him and he's swallowing him and he looks and he's probably short and probably looks even smaller now because he came to tell kurt something and you fucking ruined it Yep.
1: but the thing is oh yeah and i love this like what does sam say it's something about like we're gonna go to breadsticks and they have the love of musical flops and i swear to god Sam said something about meatballs. Like, yeah, the,
0: palm,
2: the, palm, the palm. dip and <laughs> balls. The dip
0: and balls. Yeah, that's Sam <laughs> so talking guys, about
2: balls again. I would imagine that. I, <laughs> I wonder dropped. how many dip balls. I wonder my. how many ball dipping balls like in his mouth. Like I, chicken parmigiana, but in the form of dipping balls. It throws me out of the scene every time
1: because I'm like, Sam's over here talking about balls
0: again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: god! But yeah, like.
0: And, and I, Rachel, I look, Rachel, Rachel gives him another opportunity when she says, "Did you have something to tell me?" Like yeah. he, he has so many
1: opportunities. In but the point is, the point is, this is where okay, this is why. Oh, right, we're gonna get into it. This yeah. is what the issue is with me, because he has all of these opportunities and he doesn't. And he's, you know, okay, I'm respecting Kurt. Kurt's gonna go on this date. I understand that, you know, whatever he's kind of dating this person, I'm gonna respect that. Okay, that's fine. That's totally fine. It leaves it on the cliffhanger. It's angsty, yes, but it is leading up. There has to be narratively in a good story, in a well-written story, there <laughs> is a catalyst for Kurt. There's supposed yeah. to be something and it, and I'm pretty sure they that what basically what happens in in episode 8 and I'll get to more of it when we do this we're going to do the script. Um, there's a moment in the script In the beginning of episode eight where they're at the the barn thing and they're putting the wedding together and britney's going on about now remember you're you were gonna have a wedding and you decided not to and look at my wedding it's so awesome and kurt is supposed to internally go oh yeah. Like, yep. this should have been my thing. And they didn't put it in there. And that's the catalyst. And that's the what you need to get <laughs> to point A. Like, because you already know, Blaine's already kissed him. Blaine's already come back wearing this, pro, you know, proposal yeah. tie. There needed to be one stupid little moment in the beginning of episode eight to tie it together. So that when he goes to see Walter and say, hey, I'm going to leave you. I'm going with Blaine. And he runs back. There's no... It's, it's missing it's a missing yeah. moment It's a freaking moment that they're missing And that's I think all of this right I'm sorry I'm not like raging um, <laughs> Because yes Because like, that's why I was mad I'm like oh wait now the ball's in Kurt's court Again after this scene And it's just angsty and sad And whatever and I was frustrated I'm like okay well now what And it's not this. This episode ends the way At least in my opinion it ends the way It should um
0: mm-hmm. so so, about, i vividly remember watching it and keeping an eye on how much time was left hoping because obviously after the scene is when they do the the big choir yeah and i kept kept looking at timing like there's still time for them to do something there's still time and being mm-hmm. so completely and utterly disappointed that there was no resolution but then mm-hmm. of course the amount of fic that came out of episode of uh, this episode and the next one, but specifically this episode, is like staggering. Like, because as I said, this is the kind of moment that you write at, in a fic where a character like right. comes. Well, seeing this into something, is and it, and it doesn't work out, and that's the cliffhanger.
1: Yeah, and that's where that's it. It is again in Kurt's court, and yeah. this is the moment in any good piece of writing that <laughs> a character has a catalyst. To put, you know, push the narrative forward, Mm -hmm. not be out of left field, and then suddenly, you know, because why is there this much? Why, why didn't Kurt just say, okay, fuck off, Walter? I'm gonna go with Blaine. He obviously needs to tell me something, like,
0: Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I know. uh, That's the thing is that Kurt could clearly tell that something was off with Blaine. Yeah,
1: it even lingers. It even, and the point of the scene is not about Kurt. That's why I'm like, oh, it's about Blaine. It's Mm -hmm. about Blaine going, okay. I am not going to do what I always do. I'm going to grow and learn and be like, okay. I mean, accepting of it. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't, but I need to move on with my life and be okay with my life choices. And mm. it's great development for Blaine. The scene yeah. is about Blaine. And mm. now, you know, it's episode eight, it has to go back to Kurt and they botched
0: it. <laughs> so I you know, I'm, in, the, in the real world, if this were not like a dramatized event, Kurt right. would have like, or he wouldn't have left. And I yeah. understand like why we didn't do that for the purpose of a cliffhanger, and I'm fine with that. But as you say, there's no it feels unsatisfying because then like that's what I mean by we were telling an amazing story and right at the very end it just fell over yeah. at what would arguably be the most important part.
1: Yeah, and that's it's frustrating to me because I after that missed moment, that missed catalyst of episode eight. Going into the Walter speech and and whatever, and I'll get into that, obviously, in the next episode, that works for me fine. Everything that, you know, continues off of what would have should have been a catalyst moment would have been fine, but the fact they missed that one key moment of writing 101,
0: mm-hmm. just, oh, I'm like, oh my god, you guys. <laughs> that's the thing is this wedding episode is so super stuffed as it is it probably got shot and it got cut. Yeah, mm-hmm. it pro- well, they shot it like they cut
1: a bunch of stuff out of that one scene and there were, there's not any time because it's such a rushed episode it should have been yeah. 2 hours. Um because it was such a rushed episode giving Kurt a moment to linger and think about the fact that this could be his wedding. Is not. I mean, everything hinges on that stupid little moment and the fact that they just didn't seem to be smart enough to leave it in there. But the fact that the whole episode makes way more sense when you have this moment of Kurt thinking, oh, this should have been my wedding. This shouldn't have been, you know, and and everything kind of clicks. And when I when we got the scripts and I read that in the script and it was like, are you kidding me? It was there? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. So hopefully that makes sense. I know that that rant isn't really, you know. The poor people in the script episode and in the wedding episode are going to hear me that, you know, you poor listeners are
0: going to hear this three times, but, um, yeah. But I mean, it makes sense in the context of the, this episode too, because again, you couldn't have it in this episode because mm-hmm. again, this episode one is about Blaine and two, they wanted to end it there. And it's a yeah. great moment to end it. Yeah. As much and as it, a- as much as it pays me, it was a very good place to end it. So, Oh. oh, poor me! I'm not really even gets all of my ranting. <laughs> Every single time I watch this episode, I I have to go out like I open up like my fic folder and go and find all the fics that people wrote because mm-hmm. it's just it's just a great moment to pick up. Mm-hmm. The, I will say the amount of people that did write fic where Kurt comes back at the end, yeah. To him. Yes. That was that was like that. Was
1: see, truth. and I wish they would they could have I guess you have to deal with the issue of Walter anyway, but um you know, you could do you know, you guys ever see friends and when like you know they're mad at each other and like Ross leaves but, like the, the first time they get together. I don't know. It's like in the diner and she's closing and they kind of argue about like because around their feelings for each other and you know it's, it's like they basically say they love each other but then they're so angry at each other that Ross just leaves and you know Rachel kind of just deals with it and then he comes back because that's what like oh wait a minute yeah we just love each that's other you know that's what should, it's
0: Kurt should have yeah. come back in the real world in a real world scenario he would have come back but it makes sense that he didn't in this in the show for the purpose.
1: it would you know it'd been like hey Blaine just when i get back from this we're going to talk kind of thing mm. <laughs> you know so so that's the i mean unless there's other things that you guys wanted to say that i missed or wanted to have your own viewpoint on i mean
0: we didn't we didn't mention this but i feel like i need to go back um Kurt looks very good in that white uh vest very good. Mm-hmm. There's
1: mm-hmm. probably
0: some matter about the fact that he's a spaceman. I don't know what it is, but he's, he's wearing,
1: wearing a giant cute. spider. I think in six. I gotta get snarky on about that. He like
0: he's wearing bees. I don't know what bees mean
1: when I don't they're know. snarky. Uh, can do it. She's amazing. Bees? She's like, and this means
0: this. And I'm like, and yeah. Meow. I don't know <laughs> what the bees mean when they're doing the wheel because he's wearing mm. a bee brooch, and his like, shirt has bees on it, and then. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I uh, there is so much in the costuming in this episode, especially, but it's not, just, I say, it's not just the bow tie. The fact that he's also wearing a mustard cut, ca- like a mustard cardigan. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. This whole episode just makes my heart ache for Blaine. I love him mm. so much. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So,
1: uh, so Blaine is your favorite character? Is that is that what I'm getting out of this? No, no,
0: no. (laughs) You never would have guessed, right? No. no. Um, Awesome. My favorite character is actually um, Sue. She's not in this episode. yet. (laughs) Thank God she gets her an episode in (laughs) my episode. There's not enough Sue and Glee.
1: Um, Okay, on that note um, I want to thank you guys for uh, (laughs) Don't hit (laughs) there Don't hit there
0: (laughs) That's going to be the last thing I say
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was so nicely said though Uh, Mel, do you have anything you want to add? Uh, About
2: Izzy's favorite character, (laughs) Sue Just in general
1: But yeah, if you want to talk more about Sue We can (laughs)
2: I'm great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. How about we end saying that Plain is a precious little muffin that we yes. all love dearly. Yeah. Go run
0: after him, Kurt. Make it better.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, so, okay. On that note. Um, I will wrap it up and say thank you guys for joining me. And, um, next week, I think we're going to get into the sex meta for the characters. So stay tuned for that because it's a really great conversation. Um, and if you haven't checked it out, we started doing all the other ghosts. Uh, we're going through that a um, couple chapters at a time. So that's going to be airing simultaneously with this one. We're going to do chapter two. So check that out as well. And hey, if, you know, it's the last season. If you guys want to just say hi or send us a message or whatever, we always get like getting mail. I don't get enough of it. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure the guests would like to answer some mail. So send us something. It's great. Um, otherwise, I hope you have a great Sunday night and I'll see you next week. But it-
2: But now they're okay.
0: Only me or my You're the apple of my eye. Girl, I never loved one like you.
2: I found you hiding here, so uh, won't
0: you take my hand, uh, darling?
2: There's nothing that can stop you from becoming
1: popular. Lore.
2: Lore.